Welcome to Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And just a friendly reminder, The Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Halloween movie. Yes, it is. It is not a Halloween movie, I repeat. It it is, though. So, where's that? But I'm reminding people that it is not. No, but I'm reminding people so that it is. you are confusing everybody. <laughs> no. I am reminding people that it is a Halloween movie. And I'm reminding them that it is not. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to see who they listen to. <laughs> Probably the correct one, which is me. Which, which is me. <laughs> Again, I'm always going to go back to the logic. If it's a Halloween movie, then it's also an Easter movie. It's also It's also a Thanksgiving movie. It literally has Christmas in the title. But it's before Christmas. Yes, like Christmas Eve. It has a song called This Is Halloween. Yeah, for like two minutes of the entire movie. And it's about like ghouls and goblins and skeletons and shit. It's a Halloween movie. Trying to be the spokesperson for Christmas. Yes, that is true. It's a Halloween movie. (laughs) Is Santa Claus a Halloween character? When he's a skeleton, yes. It sounds like I need a new co-host who isn't an idiot. Oh, okay. Good luck with that. People are not going to take us seriously if they got people like you. All right, but we got to move on because you are just ruining this whole episode. Yeah. I would like to give a shout out, and you can't disagree with this. (laughs) Okay. To Joe Stark. Nice. I was on his podcast recently. It is called Starkcast, Mm -hmm. and we just kind of... Talked about anything that came to mind. We talked for about, I think, two hours. Nice. Anything from the weather in our states to hunting to our thoughts on some of the recent Marvel stuff. It yeah. Just, it, it jumped everywhere. Just conversation. I know. Yeah. It was Got a fun. It. it was a fun conversation. Uh, so I would recommend everybody go check that out it's called Startcast if you are interested mm-hmm. uh, but also more importantly he wrote a book oh. a while back and it's called I Become Death and with Halloween coming up you know the time of year where you don't watch The Nightmare Before Christmas mm. um, I thought it would be great to tell people about this book because it is a zombie book nice that he wrote and you can find it on I know for sure Amazon there are three versions it's got a Kindle version an audible version which he actually reads the whole thing oh wow and he's got he's got the radio voice he's uh-huh. like if you want to listen to somebody read this book it's him it's definitely him <laughs> okay <laughs> especially since he wrote it yeah he probably knows exactly how yeah the intonation he, he's not even be. reading it he's just like uh from memory yeah, yeah. he's just winging it <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, paperback if you want the physical. So, there's three ways of getting it. Um, but the description of this book, I Become Death, is follow an elite team of zombie hunters tasked with a mission that will take them deep within uncleared territory where strength of arms is the rule of law and the undead freely roam. Sounds very Halloweenish. Yeah. You would never see this in... The Night Before Christmas has a plot, that's for sure. I mean, there's definitely undead that are roaming, but yeah. here we are. <laughs> Again, go check that out if you are interested. I already got my copy. Can't wait to read it. 
I guess legally I have to read it within the next week before Halloween happens. Yeah. Just to stay within the theme of the, the yeah. month. If you're not done by then, I'm yeah. going to call you out next week. That's fine. <laughs> well, then it'll just become a Christmas one, right? According no. to you? No. Because it's got uh, undead in it and it's around Christmas time. Oh, okay. So it's Halloween still. All right. So we have a very big episode. Yeah. Uh, but I'm trying to keep it within two hours. So let's see if we can do that. That's our hopes and dreams. Mm-hmm. But we did get a big fucking trailer drop today. We did. So worked out that we're recording today mm-hmm. for everybody but us. Yeah. It would have been pretty awkward, though, if we like recorded and you were already editing and like ready to post today and then that trailer dropped. I would have been so pissed. Yeah. So I guess it worked out this time. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But I'm sure you all know what the trailer's going to be. Yeah. Give you a hint. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. <laughs> Is that a hint? <laughs> I wonder what it could be. <laughs> it's a Halloween movie, of course. Yeah. All right. Let's get some of our new releases that we're oh so excited for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a lot on my list. I think <laughs> yeah. some of them we're going to be going over today with our reviews. Uh, but others I have not watched yet, so... Just catching up for everybody. Uh, first on my list, Spirit Halloween. Uh, it is available for streaming. You could buy it. I think it's like 10 bucks right now. It's a movie based on the Spirit Halloween store where they gave it a story. The Midnight Club on Netflix. I'm kind of excited about this. It looks like it's some kind of a horror-esque ghost story thing about a, a group of kids and them telling stories uh, that... May or may not be true. Okay. So, I don't know. It kind of had my interest. So, haven't checked it out yet, but uh, I plan to. Uh, Luckiest Girl Alive, also on Netflix. This stars Mila Kunis, uh, and it's basically like a psychological thriller. Yeah. It saw, comes off as. Yeah, I, she was on some one of the podcasts I listened to promoting it, and it sounds really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it really caught my attention. Uh, Hellraiser, which I've actually seen already. That's on Hulu. And it looks like it's a continuation, not necessarily a reboot. Okay. Not quite sure, but for fans of that franchise, there's a new installment. Uh, This is something that also caught my interest on Hulu Mm -hmm. called Grim Cuddy. I'm not even sure how to describe this. It it feels like it feels (laughs) like it's like Sinister's villain meets. Fuck, I don't even know. It's... Slenderman? Uh, Slenderman, thank you. That's yeah. a good, actually, combination. Yeah. It's this very creepy-looking thing that's just lurking on people. I hate it. Specifically children. and Yeah, like teens or whatever. It's just yeah. extremely creepy-looking, and yeah. I can't wait to watch it. Yuck. <laughs> on Paramount Plus, there's a movie called Significant Other, uh, which is just a couple that goes out into the wilderness on some kind of hiking trip. And shit just kind of goes down while they're out there alone. As it usually does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities is going to be on Netflix on the 25th. This, I think, is a anthology series of mini shorts. Like short story. Creepy short stories. Yeah, horror episodes. Horry. Horry episodes. (laughs) also on Pornhub if you yeah <laughs> don't have Netflix right <laughs> unfortunately there's still ads yeah <laughs> uh, 
Barbarian on HBO Max on the 25th. I did see this, and I believe I'm talking about this today. Uh, definitely something for people to check out, though. And last on my list, which is not a horror thing. The only thing that's <laughs> The only not... thing that's not horror-based. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars Tales of the Jedi comes out on the 26th, and that's Disney+. Plus, and that's like the anthology series, I believe, animated. Oh, right, where they're all different animated styles or whatever? Was yeah, it? I okay, think yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know styles, but like the stories are all different. Okay. Or no, it might be about three different Jedi. I think it might be about Ahsoka, Anakin, and then what's his name from Clone Wars? Dooku. Oh yeah. I think okay. it might be about them three. Yeah, Dooku. I remember that now. I remember I'm having Maybe flashbacks. not Anakin, but there is a third one. There's I just definitely Dooku and Ahsoka though. Yeah. 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 See, we can agree on that. Yeah, I'm having flashbacks of that trailer. <laughs> I didn't realize it was coming out so soon. Yeah. So, obviously, it's related to Halloween, right before. Yeah, duh. Um, well, I have a much smaller list, um, a couple of random things. Uh, Rosaline, or Rosaline, I don't know how you pronounce it, is coming to Hulu, or is already on Hulu. It seems to be, like, a maybe a tween teenage drama, but it's, but like, I guess kind of comedy as well it looks like it's based on this character who uh was dating romeo before romeo left her for juliet and so it's going to be kind of i'm assuming it's like a like a adjacent unknown story to correlate like to correlate with romeo mm-hmm. and juliet it looks a little ridiculous what i got from the trailer was she's actually friends with juliet as well yeah and like she quote unquote stole her from her yes but what I got out of it is that Romeo's a piece of shit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> More like Bromeo, am I right? Exactly. <laughs> um, the Peripheral is on Amazon Prime as of the 21st. And this one looks really interesting to me. It's basically, it seems like it's picking up um, since Rings of Power ended. It'll be their next big show for people to get addicted to. It looks like it's a um, sci-fi fantasy situation where she's like she wears this like headpiece thing and it takes her into like virtual reality but it's not truly virtual reality there's some kind of twisty thrillery situation going on um so that looks like it's gonna be entertaining i've got i'm getting like more realistic uh ready player one vibes that's what i was gonna say is like to me it came off as like a ready player one but like with more of a like science fiction twist yes. to it yeah yeah that's what i got of it too um and it's uh nope can't remember her name chloe something chloe grace moretz there thank you, you it's chloe grace moretz um who we saw in i don't know a hundred things recently. Every, everything amazon everything amazon yeah but <laughs> <laughs> she's just like the amazon uh, yeah she star, obviously has a deal seems. with amazon right now yeah um, okay, and then also there's School for Good and Evil on Netflix, um, which looks really, really dumb, but I'll probably check it out, to be honest. It has such a crazy cast. I'm yeah, like, this looks like the dumbest tween thing ever. And it's got, and like, really big names. And it's got, really like, a crazy names. all-star cast of actors. And yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm very And confused. I also thought it was a show. Apparently it's a movie. Yeah. So, I, that makes it actually a little bit more appealing, because, like, concept, it's only a one-off thing. Yeah. I don't have to invest... You don't have to invest... Eight... Yeah. 10 hours yeah, into Yeah, knowing, it. like, looking at the cast, uh, uh, oh, what's her name? 
I can't even remember who all they were, but they were all big, really big name people that are in this. And I'm like, Charlize Theron. Charlize Theron. Yes. About? Yeah. Charlize Theron is clearly one of the main characters. Um, Where and then, she feels like she has a Netflix deal, right? She's yeah. Like in a lot of that stuff. That's true. That's true. The concept of this one is like there's basically a Hogwarts, but it's like for uh, fairy tale heroes and villains. Yeah. Here's an idea. Don't teach the villains how to do bad stuff. Yeah. Then you don't have to fight them. <laughs> don't encourage villains. <laughs> yeah. I don't and understand. good guys that have to go against each other. I'm Maybe cu- just be like, hey, you're all good you're in your all own good. way. Problem solved. So I'm curious if they're going to go into that. Um, but whatever. Yeah, so. there's got to be a reason why that's a thing, yeah. right? Is it, it like because there has sense. to be balance? Like, I don't, yeah, it, I'm sure it's going to be some stupid thing like that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so we'll probably check that out just because, you know, it's got a good cast. So, um, And finally on my list, Big Mouth Season 6 comes out on the 28th. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that means there's going to be some kind of like Halloween tie-in as well with it, which would be pretty entertaining. That show's house so good. If you guys haven't checked it out, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it seems fine. <laughs> I think I see enough whenever I walk around and you're and I'm watching, watching it. it. Yeah, it's okay. I'm okay with you not wanting to watch it because it's like something I can watch without you. Yeah. <laughs> I already have a big mouth. I don't need to yeah. learn how to have one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, is this about me? Yeah. My penis doesn't look like that. Oh, okay. (laughs) They got the hair right, though. Yeah. (laughs) And some theater movies. uh, Halloween Ends, that came out on the 14th. This is the, I guess, the end to the newer Halloween movies. It's also on Peacock, though, so you do not have to go to theater for this one. Which might be the better route from what we're hearing with reviews on this. And but also, this is also one we haven't watched yet. And also with our experience in theaters recently. <laughs> I just meant that it just it's not getting positive right. reactions. Yeah. My first thought was a terrible experience that oh, we gotcha. were just experienced recently. Gotcha. <laughs> and then another movie, it looks like it's some kind of a horror-esque film called Smile. I think it's supposed to be like a demon or whatever that possesses people that make them smile. Okay. So It's not creepy at all. He, I mean, he's obviously doing... God's work. If you yeah. think about it, he's like, oh, these people aren't happy. Let me make them all happy. Yeah. Against their will. <laughs> all right. Notable mentions. Solar Opposites had a Halloween special. You referenced that with the Big Mouth. But there is one on Hulu for Solar Opposites. Mm-hmm. Uh, and or Disney Plus, of course, is out. I think they're more than halfway with that show. That's been a slow burn, I would say. Yeah. Uh, and Werewolf by Night is also on Disney Plus, which is a special premiere for the Marvel Universe. Which, like, what does that mean? It means it's like a one-off. Okay. It's not a movie, but it's not a show. Because to premiere to me sounds like it's the first of something. Mm, I mean, I get, I, I guess I get what you're saying, but I mean, obviously, yeah, it's it's. Or maybe they didn't. Is it special presentation? Did I did I use the wrong word? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I used the wrong word. Maybe it's just presentation. I have no idea. I actually don't even know what I said the first time. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it's a one-off, so whatever. Yeah, that's that's the point. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Now you got me questioning what I'm even saying. Semantics. It doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I am. Yeah, it's fine. We'll get into it later. Okay. Getting into some of our news with our good, bad, and ugly. Yes. Uh, my good is empty. You want to oh, no. know why? <laughs> no, you want to know why? Why? It's strategy. 
Oh, okay. It's empty because we're going to talk about it in our Marvel section. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Spoilers, it's not DC. Okay. <laughs> so you're not going to talk about it right now? No. Got it, okay. What's so your I'm bad? I'm going to save it for that. Because okay. it would be weird to talk about it now and then not and talk then about Marvel and then later. jump back to a bunch of Marvel. I get it, I get it. All right. My bad. Velocipaster 2. Sequel to... <laughs> this. The first one was like fun and silly, but... but the terrible quality yes awful did make it hard for me to enjoy it as much as i wanted to yeah i still need some kind of quality yeah to the to the film for it to work for me even if it is like that ridiculously cheesy yeah agreed so i have to have this on my bad because if it's going to be the same quality it's uh, i don't know it's gonna be bad Yeah. yeah i mean if it's available on streaming i'll watch it I'll mm-hmm. try to watch it, but I'm not expecting it to be great. I feel like you were more excited about this earlier. I, don't I was excited that it was an article that I could tell you about. Oh, okay. More so than I was excited about the actual gotcha. sequel. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I was excited to give you the news. I see, I see. <laughs> okay, and for my ugly, was this the ugliest of the ugly? Okay. Uh, Netflix ad support is going to be releasing on November 3rd. At specifically 9 p.m. Pacific time. Boo. For whatever reason, they had to give that as a news Yeah, report. that seems unnecessarily specific. So here's the details. It's going to cost $6.99 a month. And it will be available in the U.S., Australia, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Korea, Mexico, Spain, and U.K. Oh, so everywhere? Yeah, pretty much. That's what I'm getting out of it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's quite a few places missing, but like it uh, yeah, seems like you most. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you get what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like a limited release at all. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's only a couple places for now. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're slowly shifting it out. Right. Uh, it's going to be limited to 720p HD. Is that HD? <laughs> uh, that's what they claim. Okay. I guess technically 720 oh, was. I HD. guess you're right. It was. It was like the, the start of HD, Those right? Those were the days. Yeah. <laughs> so this is what Netflix uses for their basic plan. Oh, okay. Is what you're getting, but then you're also getting ads. Bummer. How fucking insane is that? They're, I just, the fact that they don't even include 4K as a standard is mind-blowing to me. Yeah. But now, not only are you going to, like, charge for ads, you're going to also give a shittier quality tier of video yeah because it's the ad supported version oh, yeah that's really that's ridiculous. just crazy to me like how many ads are we talking and stuff so it says here users can expect an average of four to five minutes of ads per hour per hour that will be 15 or 30 seconds in length ads will play before and during shows and films. Hold on a minute. That's going to suck if you're watching a fucking movie and then it has to briefly stop for four to five minutes of ads. Okay, so let's just say it's five minutes and they're all 30 seconds. That's 10 ads, right? Mm-hmm. So they're just going to be placed randomly? Like, are they going to be all together in a chunk? Obviously, it says it looks like it's going to be before, during, and... Like, before just- and during, but like... I mean, so yeah. it's just going to interrupt your show, like in the middle of a conversation. Probably. I mean, we see that with like other services yeah, already, right? Yeah. 
But sometimes they do this cool thing where it's like, oh, I'll just watch like a longer yes. ad in the beginning. I mean, Hulu does that, And then we won't bother you after that. Yeah. Um, but like here, they're pretty much throwing it in your face, all the ads, right? Yeah. It says four to five minutes per hour. So if you're watching a movie, you're getting eight to ten minutes of ads through that film. Assuming That's it's two hours. Lame. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. That's I don't know. That's that's crazy to me. It is. So that's my ugly. Yeah, that makes total sense. And like that Netflix is just making the worst decisions. Yeah, ever. they're really shit. I get they're not the first to do ads, and I get that. Like, I don't. It just it always goes back to the like the logic of they're just doubling down, selling the ads, the ad space. To companies for a shit ton of money. Yeah. And then also charging you when there's ads in there. Yeah. When theoretically, the ads should be paying for them keeping the service going. Yeah. That's what all of you see. You see all these other free to stream services are doing. Yeah. Because that's the standard. Yeah. That's what video games do. Free to play. You know why it's free to play? Because you're paying for either microtransactions or they have some kind of advertising within the game that allows them to put it out there to the masses. Yes. Exactly. So, pick a lane, Netflix. Yeah. Well, everybody. Yeah. All you streaming. can't have both. I mean, you can, apparently. But you shouldn't. But you're a bitch for it. <laughs> yeah. You want to be a bitch? Have ads, I guess. Yeah. All right. Give us your list. Okay. Your, your GBU. Okay. So, my good, bad, and ugly are all the same thing. <laughs> oh okay um i'm just it kind of went a little bit down a rabbit hole with this one but okay so sydney sweeney do you remember her? You, you might recognize her from um she was in the white lotus she was in euphoria yeah i recognize her from that um she's going to be in the uh madam web film right not quite sure her character but she's okay. also in that yes so she's got something else coming up she is going to be in a new Barbarella movie for Sony Pictures. I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> so good because I'm like, oh, cool. That sounds like a fun thing to do. Bad probably because there's going to be a lot of blowback for people from people who are like fans of the, it's like a cult classic movie or whatever. Um, people are really hateful about recreating certain things. And I think this mm-hmm. might be one of them. The ugly is because I didn't, I don't think I knew like the, the concept of, <laughs> I did some reading about the plot line of the original Barbarella. Um, so it was a 1962 graphic, a French graphic magazine that introduced Barbarella as a female mercenary roaming the universe in the distant future, which sounds, you know, pretty harmless. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the 1968 film uh, with Jane Fonda in it is what became the cult classic. And that was, of course, based on the graphic mag. Apparently, there was a 2004 musical. I didn't even know that. Um, but the cult, the, it's potentially could get ugly because the plot line involves, like, where she goes, like, this guy, like, tries to convince her to have sex with him. And, like, it's just a little different. It's not something that would typically fly in today's Hollywood. So I'm curious how they'll remake it, mm-hmm. the plot, to be something that is actually palatable for today's audiences. Change the guy to a woman. Yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's happy. Yeah. Problem solved. Um, 
so yeah, I don't know. It it could get really ugly, but I hope it doesn't because I think it's an interesting concept for to see them try to like make it. Also, apparently Sydney Sweeney has her own fucking production company, and so I mean I guess everyone probably does. But yeah, she's probably you so get young. one. You probably get like a coupon for a free production company when you become <laughs> an actor. I think. I think that's like the thing now. Yeah. Um. So the she, bogo sale. Yeah. So she is a she and her company are attached. To the project, um, she's going to executive produce and star in it, but we don't have a director or a writer attached yet. So. Like, she is the top person in this company? Like, it's her company? It's her company. Or she's just associated in, like, leadership of a company? How old is it, she? <laughs> Why does she have her own company? As opposed How did she make it? I'm sure her does managers... Does she even know what a production company her does? Her manager was like, this is what you're going to do to make money. <laughs> I'm sure. She must just have good management. Like maybe her like family or something like was just like, let's do this. This is a company. It's, yeah. Now it's your name. Yeah, I don't I don't know the details, but it says that it's her company. So good for her, I guess. Yeah, that's just crazy. <laughs> I don't. Maybe we can go search. I'm not saying that she can't run a company right, or like yeah. I don't know anything about her abilities. I'm yeah. just saying like just the idea of like her age, new to just acting in the industry alone. Yeah. yeah. How the fuck are you now also? leading a production company yeah like aren't you still learning just how the like whole hollywood goes i don't know how production companies work but i kind of assume you like hire staff that do most of the work oh i'm sure yeah so i assume her name it's basically hers because she owns it and Mm -hmm. like technically runs it but she probably has like all these companies or all these actors that have like their own alcohols and shit now Mm -hmm. right it's like they're probably pretty hands-off other than like giving Filling the yes ass. or the no's to uh, what they can and can't do, yeah, you know, in the final say process. But yeah. like they're probably not doing the the labor of the right. the marketing exactly. And, okay. Yep. Yeah. So now you understand why it was all of the above. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me just say this: after watching season one of Euphoria, I could see why she's. Potentially doing this movie. Yeah. I can too. <laughs> and you're getting no complaints from me. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, all I'm gonna, that's all I'm going to say. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> all right. You ready for some trailer talk? I am. We have a, we don't need to do this a lot. Um, but we're going to do it. So we're going to do it a little different though. We're going to have a couple trailers here. Get into Marvel news and then go to another trailer. Okay. It's just because of the, the flow of it is how I want to do it. Okay, got it. So, first up, Super Mario Brothers. We got a teaser for the, uh, what do they call it? What's the company? Illumination, is it? Is that the company that does the, I uh, think so. the, the minions and all that stuff? Yes, that's Illumination. They are partnered with Nintendo to make a animated Super Mario Brothers film. So, we got a teaser. It was basically Bowser showing up with his... Koopa army to a snow kingdom mm-hmm. of penguins. Yeah, pretty cute penguins. Yeah, they're all right. Okay. I'm not typically rating the attractiveness of penguins, so. <laughs> okay. Well, my point was they don't look menacing. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. When they started throwing those snowballs, <laughs> I was pretty threatened myself. I was scared for my life. Yeah. And then Bowser didn't seem to act like he was worried, but he I, you know he was internally shitting, shitting himself. His 
Yeah. His, his poops were sliding down and he's just trying to keep them in. <laughs> yeah. Koopa Poopa. Yeah. You had to go there? Yeah. No, I mean, he did. <laughs> or his poops, at least. Yeah. Anyways. Grow up. Yeah, I'll try. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, I think there was a lot of uh, comedy in that, like, th- that part of this little trailer, which was surprising that we started with Koopa, or uh, with Bowser and not Mario. Right, yeah. It was a little confusing. So... Right off the bat, we're looking at Bowser's just trying to take over areas. Mm-hmm. He gets a star, which we all know from the video games, is a very uh, important item to mm-hmm. the franchise. Yeah. Um, Jack Black is the voice of Bowser. We know that. I kind of feel like it's weird. I don't know if it's because I know who the actor is, but I feel like Bowser looked like Jack Black <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> I can see it. Like, they gave him kind of a, a tooth gap thing mm-hmm. going, and I don't know if that was something that the characters always had, or... I don't know. It just... It, mm. I could see him in the character. Yeah. Anyways. The voice, I felt like, was not really recognizable. I wouldn't say that right. I would have known it was him. Yeah. Listening to him. I agree. Then we kind of pretty much jumped to Mario going through a pipe and showing up in a Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Looking at some mushroom, and then... Toad pops in, yelling, don't eat that one, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he's, oh, never mind, this one's okay. That one's you know, there's like silly humor yeah. in there. Yeah. Uh, we get our ver- first voice of Chris Pratt's Mario. Mm-hmm. Not Italian. Nope. At least not an accent. Right. There's no Italian accent. You know, he, he may still be Italian in yeah. heritage. We don't know. Yeah. But um, a lot of people had a problem with the voice. I feel like I don't see the. Like, it I was mean, fine. Okay, so the only problem that you could have is that it doesn't sound like the one in the video game, but like you already knew it wasn't. Yeah, I, I know there's a lot of people who are upset that they did not get the voice actor who's done the role forever mm-hmm. in the Mario games. Yeah, and like I understand that, but like you need somebody that can do a whole film. Yeah, like and does like, he do like whole conversations in the games ever? <sighs> Some games they have him talk a little bit, but like okay. overall they're not having conversations. Not telling whole stories. Yeah. It's mostly like yeah. you just playing a game. If you do have a lot of dialogue, it's usually just you read it. There's no like right. hearing the character say. It. And that's pretty much most Nintendo games. Yeah. But it's just like also are you really going to want to sit through an hour and a half, 2 hours of It's a me, a Mario. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how you know, like who's gonna to... who's gonna take that serious? It's just yeah. like yeah, that's gonna get tiring after a little bit. That's I feel true. like that's I just true. I can't see that for that long. Um, quick question: Did you see anything on the internet about Mario's butt? Oh yeah, okay. I, I, we put out a, a a joke meme about it. We did. Uh, I, I did. Okay. Well, what? Because I don't understand it. Okay, so he's got a <laughs> flat ass. He does. Yeah. And so people are like, "Why doesn't he have an ass?" Okay. That's it? That's it. Okay. I mean, that's that's all I took I mean, from it. I mean, it does make sense that he would have an ass if he's jumping around all the time. You would think so. Yeah. Working in those pipes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... I, mean, I think the joke I put out was, like, I put a picture of him with, like, from the backside of the, whatever, the art. Yeah. Where he's got no ass. Mm-hmm. And I said something like, move over, uh, flat earthers. Mario is a flat mooner. <laughs> okay. 
Another one of my, you know, yeah. social media hits that no that one, no one cared appreciates. about. Yeah. <laughs> if I had seen it, I would have told you I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you just did, so. Yeah, okay. So now you can go look for it. And I'll be go like, look for it. Yeah, then you can crack up later on. Yeah, definitely. And I'll know it was worth it. <laughs> my wife likes my jokes. <laughs> All right. That's basically it, right? We saw a little bit of Luigi running from what looked like skeleton Koopas, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, We didn't really get Charlie... Is it Charlie Kelly or Charlie Day? Which one's his real name? Charlie Kelly is his real name. Okay. Yeah. Charlie Kelly, right? Not Charlie Day. I just... I can never remember which one's his real name and which one's his show name. Either way, Charlie. Yeah. We get we get a little bit of noises from Charlie, but we don't really get an idea of his voice as the character, which I'd be completely fine with just his normal voice. I think that would that would just work perfect. Okay, Charlie Day is his real name. Charlie Day. Okay. <laughs> I was completely wrong. Why? Whatever. Really brings a new meaning to Day Man. It does. <laughs> Fighter of the Night Man. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh- Champion of the sun. You're the master of karate and fighting. Friendship. Oh, and friendship, friendship for, for everyone. everyone. <laughs> Day man. Oh. Fighter of the nights, man. All right, we should probably stop. Yeah. I don't know if we have to pay them for it. <laughs> that's true. We were doing pretty well with yeah. that. Uh, yeah. So, I don't... We Did we see... Peach at all. I think there might have been a snippet of her at one point. Not a whole her, right? If if there was a reference, there might have been like a small piece of her, but I feel mm-hmm. like there was no like... Yeah, like she was Peach. chopped up and... No! Like, Mario was too late. No. <laughs> no, like I feel like... Might have Bowser seen... was also in shock that some serial killer got to her first. <laughs> He's like, well, I, fuck, I, what yeah. am I even doing yeah. here? Yeah. My whole campaign was to get her, and not like now I have to go find her pieces in all these different kingdoms. Yeah. Maybe that's the movie. Maybe it's like a really morbid take on Mario. Yeah. He has to find the princess, but she's in pieces in all the kingdoms. Yeah. That's really morbid. I mean, I didn't make it up. But, like, why would he care to find the pieces if he already knew Put she her back was together. Dead? But she's not going to be alive. It's not like Humpty Dumpty where you can't put them back together again. <laughs> Okay. You know? Like, oh, okay. Leave the fairy tales out of this okay. shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was a very quick teaser. I don't feel like we got a whole lot other than just like a quick visual and mm-hmm. then the like kind of the humor situation with the Koopa and the and Bowser and the penguins. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it was solid for what we got. I, yeah. I feel like you're either going to see this or you're not. It's not really a, you have to be sold on it. Right. It's like you either care or you don't. True. Very true. And if you don't, it doesn't matter. If you have kids, you're going to go fucking have to see this. So Yeah. Nintendo knows that. Yeah. You idiot. <laughs> All right. Uh, next in our trailer talk, we have Black Panther. We did get this a few weeks ago. I believe it was a, a trailer for this new installment for the MCU, which I think comes out in like early to mid-November. So we're almost there for yes. Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. 
What are your thoughts on this one? Well, I was interested. I mean, there's definitely a lot going on in that trailer. Like, there's there's a whole lot of different things. I have so many questions. I feel mm. like it gave me more questions than answers, to be honest. Yeah, and I mean, I think the whole point of their trailer was to really draw the emotion out of the audience. You yes. know, well, obviously we know there's going to be a new Black Panther. Who mm-hmm. is it? Nobody knows yet. Yeah. Um, there's also this, like, whole drama situation with uh namor is it namor yeah um and whatever the fuck his kingdom is is it atlantis. also atlantis okay yeah. we've talked about this i before. know it bothers me <laughs> you just refuse to believe that because, it's the same name because they're they shouldn't be the same yeah it's fine they should have found their own um somebody should have whoever was second should have picked a new name that's all mm, i'm saying gotcha. anyway. okay so namor and atlantis and then there's like wakanda and then there's like the u.s like military mm-hmm. involved and i'm like who's fighting who and why like i don't yeah understand. well there's there's a line that we get from the queen can't think of what her name is right now but um something like along the lines of like you think we're weak or without our leader or whatever mm-hmm. so you would you know, something about like basically you're, you're gonna strike us because you think that we don't have our protector our defense and our yeah. protector yeah uh, at the moment and it kind of feels like she's saying that at like some kind of a like a un type yeah, deal. yeah. some kind of a panel of, of countries meeting and stuff and like that you know we get the scene where there's definitely some kind of wakandan lab getting like infiltrated yeah but it, it looks like it's potentially u.s soldiers or some kind of a military from some country yeah and Which tells me, like, like to me, that's like, well, why are you invading Wakanda? Like, they're the good guys. certainly not Atlantis. That's, let's just no, say that. No, yeah. I know that's not Atlantis. But then we have, like, Atlantis boarding some kind of, like, ship deal. Not Atlantis, but, you know, the people. Um, the Atlanteans. <laughs> the whole ocean is just kind of... The whole ocean, yeah. The Atlanteans are, like, boarding some kind of ship. It looks like a military ship, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just like so many different battles and so many different yeah, things. And it, I'm like, I don't know who's on what side. I'm curious to see. And I don't know if it's been kind of established, but I am curious to see what's the deal with Namor and where he stands and like, what is his goal? Yeah. Is he like being misled by, uh, what's his name? There's like a Atlantic, Atlantis, Atlantean. Atlantean. Yeah. Okay villain okay from marvel uh, uh, is it a, a kumba a tumba basically he's like the leader of atlantis okay and um i think we see him in the trailer so i wouldn't be surprised if maybe it's something like he's misleading him or something like maybe his parents have passed when he was young and he's being like you know a tuma a tuma yeah okay it's not a tumor. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> it's not a tumor. Well, who the fuck is this guy then? What a twist. I thought it was a tumor the whole time. It's not a tumor. Uh, yeah, so I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked with some kind of misdirect. Like, he yeah. realizes that he's on the wrong side or some shit. I don't mm-hmm. know. He's also betrayed as, like, an anti-hero to an extent, so... Namor is? Yeah, he was originally okay. a villain, then he kind of became good, and, like, it just... We'll see what they're going with this one. I assume they're gonna make him good at some point. Mm-hmm. 
but I think it's going to be all based off like honor and shit because he looks like he's somebody that's about honor and shit like that and then I think he's going to like realize that he's very similar to the Wakandans or something yeah respect them at some point for something going on and then help them yeah sometimes something that I'm curious to see is if they're going to have the Atlanteans basically protecting Wakanda oh like it's a misdirect like they aren't the villains yeah and like they're like supporting they're them. They're supporting Wakanda because Wakanda's being attacked by whoever else. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would happen, but I'm just curious. They could do that as like a Trojan horse type thing, like we're here to help and then try to like take over. I don't know. Maybe. But like they have a whole ocean, so I don't know why they You're would. okay. Valid point. <laughs> but in the trailer, don't they say like they're looking to take over They're coming the to terrestrial the... Yeah, they're coming to the surface or something yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah, so I don't, I have no idea. I just have a lot of questions about that. There's so many different things going on. We've got the, all of that happening. Then we also mm-hmm. have uh, Riri Williams. 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 Um, and that's going to be The cool. Ironheart. Ironheart. Essentially, we're getting introduced it's to essentially her. Essentially, Ironheart. Mm-hmm. And then we also have the new Black Panther who looks. Yeah, I kind of suspect we're going to see multiple people potentially wear the suit. Really? Before we get like the official, this is the one. Okay. So, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Shuri's probably going to be the one that's going to be the Black Panther. Maybe we she. do know it's a female by the end of this trailer. It um, definitely looks like Shuri. I would love for it to be Okoye, but I don't think that's going to happen. Because uh, I feel like her character alone is so cool in her yeah. in itself that you don't want to let her be who she yeah, is yeah. and just a badass. Yeah, I agree. Um, that's uh, Denai Guerrero's character, right? The Michonne? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> More, more known as Michonne, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think it's pretty safe to say it's probably gonna be Shuri, but like, agreed. Here's the thing: is like, what if they do do something? Because it's like it does seem like she's struggling in the trailer. The narration seems to be like she's struggling with dealing with the death of her brother. Yeah. So like, what if it's like she's hesitant or wants nothing to do with leadership at this point, and she's just kind of like. Wants to be sucked into the science side and just do her own thing while others try to take the mantle. And then at some point it's inevitable. She has to step up and take the mantle and then really like comes into the, the role of leadership and yeah. and honoring T'Challa or something. I don't you know. It yeah. just seems like some kind of thing that's going to be like a, a coming of age story maybe for her character to come into the, to, to the role. Right, yeah. Not just be in it, but, but have to kind of go through a struggle to become it. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Um, as far as, like, the whole tradition side, I don't know, does that really matter at this point? The tradition side of, like, oh, there can only be one, and, like... I don't know. How was it, it works. How they, yeah, it was Highlander. <laughs> the High Panther. Blur. <laughs> it just seems like the tech is what makes the suit, right? So, like, yeah. theoretically, you don't need to have just one. Right. It's It's more about their traditions that there can only it's be the one symbol yeah. yeah yeah and so like is that something that we could potentially see maybe change or evolve but there due is due to the circumstances they've now had come up in in the world but there is that like element of mysticism where you like commune with all the previous black panthers and all of that like that whole situation so i don't know if that there's some kind of limitation because of that now, did that give him the super strength, or was that just the suit? I don't know. 
because in the because uh, he has like the kinetic, uh, the kinetic power thing where he can absorb energy, like punches dealt on him, That's and the then suit. release it back. Yeah, the suit does that for sure. So like. Theoretically, do you need to have superpowers if that's what that flower did with his talking to the ancestry? Like, it just feels like the suit alone is enough to, like, compete with supervillains. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's I, true. That's how I see it, at least. Yeah. But since he's supposed to be, the Black Panther's supposed to be the protector of Wakanda and all that mm-hmm. other stuff, that I'm sure they, there's probably, like, other reasons that there's only one. Yeah, I mean, for now. Yeah. Until there's not. Yeah. <laughs> well, getting into a little bit more of the like the news and the, the, the info we have on this movie. So, uh, apparently Wakanda Forever will be one year after Black Panther's death, as far as the timeline goes in the okay. MCU. Uh, that's something that director Ryan Coogler said. Uh, and... Apparently, Ramonda realizes it's been a year since T'Challa's passing and Shuri's still not healing. She's not taking steps to move forward in a healthy way. So this kind of goes into like what I was thinking. It was like we could see other people before her trying, to, trying take to take on the role because maybe she doesn't want to because she's still coping or right. or whatever her, her deal is. Yeah. Um, he says... They take a retreat, stepping away from the city, from the technology, to sit with no distractions and perform what is essentially a grief ritual. That's when Namor shows up. Okay. Okay. So this also could imply that he shows up to attack because Mm -hmm. they are not there to defend. Or it could mean that he shows up to the ritual, maybe out of honor, like to, to show respect. I don't know. I feel like he shows up to, like, Wakanda, but not to the ritual. Okay. But we'll see. Yeah. So here's my thing with the timeline part. So if Endgame was late 2023, I think we decided it was, like, October, November, or something like that. Yeah. Of 2023. So that means that this film would take place in 2024 at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Like, late 2024. Yeah. I guess I would still put it around the timeline of what we've been seeing with everything else. Yeah, but it does bring bring the question, like, why are the events that happen here not mentioned by anyone else? Because I feel like we have watched some things. I guess this would put it before No Way Home and all that, though, right? Yeah, because that's 2025, right? Hmm? Because that was 2025, right? Um, no, I think it was 2024. It was... I think it said it was eight months after Endgame. Was it and yeah, it was after Endgame because it was yeah because he was still coping with with his death. Um. Yeah, so that would put it like, and it was the during the no, it was it was during the it was like Thanksgiving Christmas time, right? That was the the timeline of No Way Home. No Way was Home. Summer. It was a summer trip. I thought. Am I crazy? No, that was. Far from home. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, you're right. No way home was. JK. Because they had the um the, the Halloween decorations yeah, the in vampire decorations. in the donut yes, shop. Yes, you're right. It was Halloween. Okay, so that would put it at late 2024. I guess. Okay, so probably before this happens. So the 
so it's either late 2024 for Wakanda Forever or early 2025, depending on when right. they establish Endgame took place. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because that would put it theoretically at the furthest we've seen so far for any of them, of the characters. Yeah. All right. The next trailer uh, is what I wanted to talk about for sure. Uh, came out today, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, also known as Ant-Man and the Wasp 3, or whatever you want to call it, Ant-Man yeah. 3, yeah. whatever your lingo is. Um, so we thought we'd do like a small breakdown and just kind of discuss the, the topics of what we've seen, uh, where we think it could be leading, stuff like that. So to start out, Scott Lang is now essentially famous after the events of Endgame. Uh, we know he has a podcast that was referenced in Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a book published that I think it was called Look Out for the Little Guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, and so just kind of like the, the, the early snippets of this trailer just kind of show him basically being known, getting attention down the street mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The, there's a joke where he's in a cafe and, uh, he's leaving and the cafe owner says, uh, thank you, Spider-Man. Yeah. They know he's famous, but <laughs> they, know they don't he's really famous, know who but he don't is. Really know. It kind of yeah. goes with the joke of like. You know, an end game where Hulk was like, you want his picture and yeah. to these kids? Yeah. And they're like, uh, yeah. not really. No, I'm good. Yeah. And then they're like, they don't want my picture. Yeah. <laughs> Take the fucking camera. <laughs> that was such a good scene. <laughs> uh, cuts over to Cassie Lang, uh, who apparently has over the five years that Scott was gone, been working on a device to send a signal to the quantum realm. And she's showing it off to to the family, Scott, Pim, Janet, Hope. Yeah. Uh, and she starts sending a signal. Uh, this is when Janet gets very upset mm-hmm. uh, and demands that she turns off the signal to the quantum realm. Yeah. So here's my question. Why didn't Janet care about a connection to the quantum realm when in Ant-Man 2, at the end, they show them going into the quantum realm. I think her concern the was... Van. I think her concern was making the quantum realm aware of their universe. Or whatever. The non-quantum realm. Okay, so like as long as you stay on the outskirts. Yeah. And then come back out. Yeah. You're fine. Yeah. Because you think she'd not want any connection. Because it seems like she's got some kind of concern. Yeah. Of something getting out of the quantum realm or, mm-hmm. or whatever. Or someone. Or someone. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's related to basically revealing an outlet. Okay. Because even Hank Pym in that trailer, it looks like he's surprised by her reaction. It Mm -hmm. doesn't seem like he knows what she's freaking out about. Yeah. Well, I mean, Um, I think she's freaking out about what happens right after. (laughs) Well, yeah, but like no one knows that's going to happen until it happens. Yeah. Uh, The device explodes. Some kind of energy beam Mm -hmm. uh, opens up some sort of sphere-like portal i guess mm-hmm. you would call it yeah uh to the quantum realm they all get sucked into the portal uh first it's hank janet and hope get all sucked in and then later cassie and then scott and so it looks to be we're gonna have two different story mm-hmm. uh that we you know two different groups that we're following in this story yeah where we have scott and cassie together mm-hmm. and then we'll probably have hank janet and hope together it looks like yeah we then get to a moment where Scott and Cassie meet a group of beings in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they appear like... And 
I feel like the trailer wants us to think that they're like a threat. Yeah. You know, they're they're yeah. there to like They're definitely setting that up. Like capture them or whatever. But mm-hmm. like I think to me it was pretty clear and maybe I'm wrong, but to me I took it as they're like some kind of rebel group. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe people that live on the outskirts yeah. in the in the on the land. And uh I kinda wonder if maybe they, they dealt with Janet and they know her from her previous time in the quantum realm. Oh, that's a good point. Because the clothes that she wore in Ant-Man and the Wasp look very similar to the way some of them are dressed. That's a good point. So another thing too is it doesn't seem like they have any trouble breathing in this yeah. quantum realm. I was noticing I, that too. I always kind of thought that it was like they had to have the ant suit to like mm-hmm. be safe. Yeah. But it doesn't... I guess when we see Janet, she's not really wearing something like that. She just has like a face mask. Yeah. But I guess I guess I took that as her having one of those right. to breathe. Um, so I guess it's breathable in this realm. Apparently. Maybe it's like certain areas it is and others it's not. Maybe yeah, it's maybe like there's... The, the society area itself is fine. Uh... I don't know, just what we got out of, like, what we've seen so far felt very Guardians of the Galaxy to me. It was yeah. very vibrant, very, uh... Very spacey. Unique, artistic-looking, I guess, uh, environments. Yeah, all the different, like, alien-looking creatures. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if they're alien... I don't know if they're not aliens, but, like, they look like... I'm just calling them aliens, because they yeah. look like aliens. There was a lot of variety to, like, yeah. the way beings looked. Like, it wasn't like, this is, like... The human race. It was mm-hmm. like there was a lot of different, lots of different things. alien type yeah. beings. It was definitely like in the quantum realm, closer to like in Star Wars when you go to a bar. Mm-hmm. There's like a billion different. It, we get that too. Yeah. We kind of yeah. get a vibe that saw this is Star Wars feeling as well mm-hmm. later on. Also, it's another question: is are these beings all native to the quantum realm, right? Or are they there out of circumstances that had to do with Kang, right? Which we know is pretty much in charge of this realm right now yeah uh we get a moment where hope asks what is it you are so afraid of janet says there's something i never told you and then we see the torso of kang in a very comic accurate suit uh, and he's putting this glowing sphere into a device and then this is where we get our first shot of kang uh of, of kang's base i don't know if you call it his, his castle his base it's so presumably what she's scared of is Kang himself, his his army, if you will. It looks like he has an army. My question is, is this an actual army of beings or is this like some kind of Age of Ultron thing where they're like robots or something under yeah. his control? We know that he deals with technology from the future and that he's, you know, he's got powers through that sense, but he's not like a super powered being as far as like strength and all that stuff. Right. He's, he deals through tech. Yeah. So it looks like this could be like the core of Chronopolis, which is the city in the quantum realm. Nice. That we kind of got a tease on in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, going into Loki, could this be where the TVA is? Good. Yeah. I'm Cause very... we do know that, there's time portals that Janet references yeah. at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp saying, mm-hmm. stay away from the time portals. We can't really save you from there. 
if you go into one. Uh, the time vortexes, right? Time vortexes, yeah. 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 So like maybe that's tied to the TVA mm-hmm. and this being the hub for, for that. We then get this moment where the entire base that we just saw is getting covered by these sphere disc things that are kind of making a, like I guess like a shield, yeah. perhaps, yeah. over the the base, the army, whatever Kang has. Yeah. My suspicion with that is it's very similar looking to what we see later on on a smaller platform that he has. Um, so I'll kind of get into that when we get to that point. But Kang says, this place, it isn't what you think. And then we see Kang standing on a platform. Here we go. That that appears to be very similar to his comic time-traveling chair that he has. Hmm. So I suspect that, that this is his time-traveling chair. And you will also see on the platform, there's the device that had that sphere that he put in. The glowing sphere thing he put in earlier in the scene. Yeah. That, I think, controls the chair. Okay. I'm wondering if the thing that we saw with the base is an amplified version of his time-traveling chair that he's trying to create in whatever capacity to bring the entire army to Earth or outside of the quantum realm. Whatever it may be. Yeah. It seems like he's got an interest in Earth itself. Yeah. This also could explain my question I had off of the first conversation we had when that D23 trailer was leaked. Yeah. So the time chair, if that's what this is, which seems like it is. Yeah. uh, I guess that could be theoretically a plot point for how they would then get back to their time without having a bunch of time pass. Because according to Scott Lang Mm -hmm. in Endgame, he was in the quantum realm for five hours and five years had passed. Right. So that puts a ratio of one hour equals one year for the quantum realm. Yeah. Well, you know, vice versa. Right. So my concern is like, well, and what we've heard is most of this movie takes place in the quantum realm. So if that's the case, then a lot of time is going to pass Mm -hmm. when they come back. Right. Which doesn't really work for the MCU unless they're just long gone now. Yeah. Um, so maybe this is the plot point to get them back to exactly when they left. Yeah. Without losing time. Yeah. In, makes sense. In that sense. Yeah. I mean, I And then you had brought up, like, well, they'll probably have some kind of way that they can yeah, go like, back to that same timeline. Yeah. They've got Hank Pym with them, so. Oh, yeah? Is he the timeline, uh... No, Guru. but like he's the reason that the pim particles are a thing or whatever. Yeah, fuck, you know? might as well call him Hank Pimp. Yeah, Hank Pimp. Hank Pimp. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like they should be able to use the same mechanism. I mean, it's Marvel. They 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 always just do throwaway bullshit as to why something's not an issue anymore, right? Like we yeah. got Hulk fucked up his arm doing the snap, and he you know is gonna have a crippled arm now, and like. Now it's no big deal because he found some device to go and fix it. Yeah. So they're, they're going to do something like that, I'm sure. Yeah. It's, but to me, it's like that's a pretty big thing that you need to explain. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. What I want to know is what Janet never told them. I mean, I think it's implied that she knows about Kang and that but, he's ruling the quantum realm. But how does she know about him? Do you think she's going to have like been in... 
a friendly relationship with him or like, so you think like it could be that she knows him directly yeah that's what i'm wondering or is it like she just knows him through his rule and what she's heard from other people like the people that we see meet up or whatever or find scott and yeah. and uh, cassie yeah like that's my assumption is okay she probably just knows of them. There have been like reports that um, I think Bill Murray's character had a relationship with her or something. Oh, okay. Um, people speculate he's Kryler, which is a character from the quantum realm. Okay. He's like a scientist or something. Got it. Um, in this, he looks like he's kind of like of some kind of like a, like a higher power position or just of wealth. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's like well off yeah. <laughs> with what he's the way he's dressed and just yeah definitely like maybe he's like a mayor or some kind of a public figure yeah he definitely gave off mayor vibes working with kang i would assume if he's like not you know yeah in the slumps yeah yeah maybe she does know about kang directly through him if they had some kind of relationship mm-hmm. Let's see so janet is then seen opening up some kind of puzzle tomb door that, that was my description mm-hmm uh, then they show Hope and Janet at the very least. I don't know if we saw Hank there. He might be pimping somewhere. Yeah. Um, but they show them go into some kind of bar or cantina, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. It did, it did have a very Star Wars cantina feel to it. Yeah. Uh, the bartender had like four arms, clearly some kind of alien looking thing. Yeah. Um... We then see some, like, character. He's some guy that looks like he's got, like, some kind of a mummy-esque mm-hmm. wrapping to him. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of interesting because he looked like he is kind of creeping on them. Yes. And so I don't like know if that's, like... he recognizes someone? Uh, recognizes or maybe just, like... Maybe he's, like, a informant or some kind of spy working for Kang. I don't know. Yeah. Um... But also, I don't know, maybe this might just be me. I kind of feel like he looks like Corey Stahl to an extent, which is the guy who played Cross in the first movie, uh, which we know is coming back as Modoc. We, you know, that was confirmed at D23. You know, he got sent to the quantum realm by the end of that movie, and we haven't heard of him, you know, heard from him since. Yeah. So uh, we do know that he's coming into this film uh, as potentially. Modoc, yeah. According to D twenty three's panel, yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe that's like some kind of early form of him, and then like he's gonna change it. I don't. Know. Did you get that vibe? Did he look like him at all to you? Is it? Am I crazy? Uh, I didn't catch that, but I wouldn't be surprised if you're okay. correct. I don't know. It could just be I some just random guy, so... and I'm looking for that storyline. I don't know. But I was just looking at all the eye candy. I didn't really notice yeah. that specific stuff. Like, I was just like, oh, that's okay. different. That's a different creature. It features. just was clear he seemed to be having some kind of paying attention to them situation going yeah. on. Um, we then get, this is where we get the shot of Bill Murray we just talked about. Uh, so, yeah, we don't really know what his character is, but he does seem to have some kind of public figure power role, it looks like. So, we'll see, I guess. I'm I'm kind of, like, taking his character as, like... Jeff Goldblum's in Ragnarok and, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of a thing where he's just kind of more of a a big name 
actor who's in like a smaller role just kind of for fun yeah. i don't i'm not expecting a whole lot out of his character i think it'll be fun to see him do whatever he's gonna do though he's usually some kind of quirky whatever yeah yeah uh we also then see ant-man go giant form i guess he goes by giant man i think right when he does that so yeah. i guess he's also giant man in this movie mm-hmm. uh and he's seems to be fighting against a lot of the Kang's army spaceships that we saw earlier at the base. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see Ant-Man and Wasp in their suits. Uh, Kang says, I can get you home and give you more time if you help me. So this kind of ties into the D23 leaked footage we saw before it was taken down. Where mm-hmm. he has a conversation with scott and it's basically i need you to do a heist job for me yeah if you help me i'll give you your daughter back pretty much he's got her captive it sounds like yeah and it looks like the same setting in this conversation here so but the, the the interesting part though is in that scene in that trailer ant man says i'm an avenger you mess with the wrong guy whatever yeah uh and then he said have I killed you before? As though he doesn't know who he is. Right. Okay. But later on, he then says, so what's it going to be, Ant-Man? Yeah. Talking to Scott in the same, seemingly the same scene as right. we saw in that whole thing. Yeah. So that's very interesting to me. Is that just him trying to then play off his emotions? Like calling him Ant-Man like I know who you are. You yeah. Know, kind of giving him like this like... You're somebody of importance. It could be also feeling. like the second half of the, com- the conversation that we already saw where he's already been introduced to him now. Oh, okay. Like Ant-Man's like, I'm like, Ant-Man. I'm Ant-Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we get some stupid joke, whatever. Yeah. About- yeah, okay. Yeah. So that that's also a throwaway thing. It could just be. Then we get a shot of what I think is Janet. We don't really know. Or at least I don't really know. But it looks the best possible scenario is Janet. In some kind of environment that's all blue colored. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we see what I would deem a vagina monster. (laughs) Yeah. Vagina with teeth monsters. Yeah. 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 It was like this. They were weird because I felt like they were like normal like bipedal with arms. But then they had like their whole face opened up as like a vagina with teeth. I would say that their bodies reminded me of like xenomorphs. Yes. And then... They had like this dome head that yeah. then split open, like you said. Yeah. It had a bunch of teeth down yeah. the bottom, you know, yeah. the, the, the lining. Yeah. And it just looked like a, a vagina to me. Yeah. I, so, you know, again. Or like it, a Venus flytrap? Well, I mean, as long as Janet can't fly, I guess she'd probably be safe then. Because it's a flytrap. Yeah. But if it's Hope. Hopefully it's not a Venus wasp trap. She, yeah, she, <laughs> she better not be there because yeah. she's. The, the prime target, if that's the case. Yep. So, what I'm getting out of that whole thing, too, is, like, potentially maybe that area she's in is beyond that door that she opened. Okay. It felt like maybe it was, like, somewhere of importance. Maybe those things were, like, defending something. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's also just, like, a flashback to maybe she stole something from Kang mm. before she left. Uh, and that's part of the heist issue is like he needs whatever she stole maybe. Yeah. Because 
it would make sense that it's tied to her because the signal's sent out and then it doesn't seem to actually do anything until after she starts speaking. Okay. So that could be coincidence or it could be Kane was waiting to know she was there. Yeah. Because maybe he needs intel from her. True. So maybe that's it. Maybe he wants Scott to essentially betray them and give Janet to him for whatever, whatever wh- either the for. intel she has or what she took. Right. She need he needs it back. Right. By getting her something like that. That I don't know. Yeah. That, that, seems would, like that a, would add a, a conflict of interest because he wants to save his daughter, but he also cares about, about Van, the Van Dimes. Yeah. Uh, we then see what I would call like maybe like a vision. I'm not quite sure what it is, but we see multiple Ant-Men running. There's one that's giant, and that one turns into a bunch of spaghetti, confetti, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I was wondering about this. Very similar to what happens in uh, Multiverse of Madness with a certain character. We'll leave it blank in case people haven't seen it yet. But But I was really confused by that because I was like, that's not, like, I was not expecting them to, it obviously must not be the same reason. It's just weird that it looks so similar. Yeah. I just, that's probably the only scene that I was like, I have no idea what this is about. Yeah. Um, And that's why I'm like wondering if it's more just like a vision of like showing him like what could happen to him or something if, if Kang doesn't help him by helping Kang or whatever you know because there's that line where he says I can get you home and give you more time yeah so that give you more time does that imply that maybe he knows that Ant-Man dies soon oh I wonder then if that vision is Kang showing him what like how he dies how he dies or something like that yeah you get turned into spaghetti yeah we, we then see Scott and Cassie running through like a destruction zone. Yeah. Things exploding, falling apart, whatever. And then it cuts over to Kang on his hovering disc thing uh, in full costume with the lit up screen making him look blue. Uh, and his hands are glowing, which again, I think is like just like his tech. Yeah. I don't think he's got any kind of like magic powers or anything. Um, and we pan over to Scott. Cassie and Hope, all in their costumes. Um, so here's the thing, though. I mean, we've kind of seen them in their costumes earlier in the trailer yeah. as well. This isn't, like, new at right. the very end. But, yeah. like, when they get sucked in, they don't have their costumes yeah. on. Is this, That's like, a Spider-Man thing. thing where they have nano suits now? Okay, so I I was questioning that myself. Um, I think it's believable that Scott would have a nano suit. But, like, why would Cassie have a suit already? Like... Well, that's another thing, too, is that it kind of feels like she wants to become a superhero. Yeah. And Scott doesn't really want her to because he wants to, like, protect her and stuff. Yeah. And, like, so I feel like this movie is going to be kind of her origin-ish story of mm-hmm. her proving to him that she can handle it or something. And, yeah. Like, so I assume that her getting the suit is going to be tied to, like, the events of this movie. But, like... But I, how? I, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess... Hank could have made her a suit during the five years that Scott was gone, theoretically. Yeah, but he didn't have it in his pocket, I imagine, when he got sucked in. You know what I mean? Well, (laughs) he could have. Because, like, you know, there was, like, the gimmicks in the other movies where, like, he'd have things that were shrunk. Mm -hmm. And then he'd, like, carry them with him. 
Yeah, but like... So I guess you could argue that like Hank or something had uh, all of their suits in like a backup yeah. capacity had, in like, his pocket. Their van Something in dumb pocket. in case yeah. they always need to have a backup plan or something. Yeah, that's true. I could see that happening, I guess. The that's... only other explanation is is they get out and then come back to stop him. Oh, that's a good point. That's the only other explanation I could think of is somehow they do get out of the, the quantum realm but decide they have to go back and stop him or something. Or yeah, King lets them out to do whatever the fucking thing he needs to do is. Mm-hmm. He then gets the suits, comes back to give him whatever it is and with a, you know alternate plan to stop him as well. Yeah, that does make more sense than having it in your pocket. <laughs> I got something in my pocket for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that's the only thing. I think the easiest explanation is that's going to be a nano suit that they just. It's just going to be, right? Like, that's yeah. the easiest route for Marvel these days to just mm-hmm. do nano suits now yeah, for everybody. That's true. I mean, we kind of have seen it since Endgame on. Yeah. So, you know, we kind of referenced it earlier. We did not see Modoc at all in this trailer, but we do know he's in the film. We just don't know what capacity. Um,. I just hope it's not something stupid like they did with um, Winter Soldier. What was that character? The the Nazi scientist who became a, like, oh. the the human yeah. intelligence, whatever, fucking computer. Yeah. Um, so that character, instead of making him, like, a robot suit with a screen yeah. like the character is they just made him a basically an old computer screen that he's yeah. talking on and right like i hope they don't do that kind of thing to modok and make him this simple throwaway thing like i hope that they're setting him up to be a bigger thing for the future but also what we've seen of the character if that is real for his design mm-hmm. ugh, doesn't look good yeah anyways we'll see also Another question I have is, will Janet have powers? We know she had, like, a power when she came out of the quantum realm at the end of the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I could think of is maybe she doesn't because she transferred that energy to Ghost to, like, to, to save her from her whatever issue she was having where she couldn't be, like, solid material or right. whatever you yeah. want to consider it. She was stuck in phase. Yeah. yeah. So... <laughs> Because that was basically the whole gimmick of the end credit, right? Of that movie was Mm -hmm. they were going into the quantum zone to get quantum healing energy or something. Which I assume was presumably for Ghost to keep her from going to phase whatever mode. Yeah, seems like it. And so that's like another question. So like, what happens to that character now that she, at the very least five years, hasn't had her medicine? Yeah. Is that going to explain how she's now on the Thunderbolts, which was announced? Probably. And, like, she's going to be evil again, maybe? Or, yeah. Or just at least have her powers? <laughs> yeah. And I guess that also kind of explains the, like you were saying, like, she's okay, Janet's okay with going into the Quantum Zone as long as it's, like, the outskirts and they don't know that they're there. But what this also brought up was she theoretically was only in the Quantum Zone for 30 hours then, right? When yeah. she was there, because... That's what I think. Uh, she was gone for 30 years in the MCU timeline. Yeah. So that means she could only have been gone for 30 hours, based off 
Scott saying it's about one hour to one year okay. ratio. So that's only if time is linear, though, which is something I just thought of, like, whenever we were talking about this earlier. So, like, it's different for everybody? No. Like, it's possible that, like, if you're in there for five hours, it's been five days, but then the longer you're in there, the longer the difference becomes like an, like a curve. Okay. Like an so, upward curve. I don't know if that's... I'm just saying that's also possible. Like, the longer you stay in there, the the longer... So the, it's not proportional. It's right. like... It's, it's based... A, it's, yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's not like a perfect diagonal line. It's an upward curve, potentially. Or it's the, uh, the infinity symbol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. The, the, the Mobius... Mobius strip or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mobius strip. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be something like that where... Uh, way, way better than the Vegas Strip, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it's endless. So that that was one way that potentially you could explain her time thing. Because her okay. time thing doesn't really make sense to me. Well, okay, it only makes sense to me in the sense of if it was 30 hours that she was there, that would explain that she wasn't there a long time in that sense. But in the real world... Right, but the she way, was gone for thirty years. Yeah, but the so way she, that would be like easier to explain how she survived for thirty hours versus thirty years, right? But that would also give her enough time to theoretically have met somebody, like this rebellion group or whatever. Maybe she did like a a de- like a she helped them maybe stop Kang from having this item that was going to get him to be able to leave and take over Earth. That's the only thing I could think of. Yeah, the the only problem I have with that is that the way that she talked about it and about how she's like, oh, this place changes you, blah, blah, blah. Like, she yeah. kind of gave the vibes that she'd she's been there been for a, a really time. long time. So that could either be a fuck up on the writing of different, you know, properties. Yeah. Or it's just each character is going to have a different experience as far as how time travels for yeah. them. Yeah, shit. Maybe it's even different depending on where in the quantum realm you are. That's true, too. Yeah. Like, which area of it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, who knows? And also, I guess, maybe if the events of Loki had an effect on how the time changes, theoretically. Oh, right. Yeah. Because if that happened, and then that changed how the timelines are all connected, Mm -hmm. then that could potentially change how it travels, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Or just... Spewing ideas now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I'm really excited for this one. I, yeah. I'm, I've, I've enjoyed this, the Ant-Man films, but like this one looks like it's really going to matter. And like I kind of wonder if this is going to go into a very dark ending. Like I feel like we're getting a they lose at the end of this. Or maybe Scott makes a choice that's personal mm-hmm. and it causes a bigger problem. Yeah. Like, Ken getting released. Yeah. So... And so he's gonna have to deal with that consequence, but... So Scott pulls a Star-Lord then? Yeah. Essentially. (laughs) You're right. Yeah. (laughs) But it wasn't a a tantrum out of nowhere. Right. It was just like a, I just care about her more than I care about the universe. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's that for, I guess, the trailer. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this? No, I'm really excited for it. There's, again, so many things look like they're going on at the same time. So I'm very interested to see how it plays out. And obviously, they must be setting up Young Avengers, right? With Cassie. Yeah, yeah. they've got it. And I also wonder if like maybe we'll see Scott die. Mm, 
That's and then possible. that kind of throws her into the role of That's a good point. being in the Young Avengers or something. I don't know. Just just spitballing. I, yeah. I imagine they'd keep him alive up until like the Avenger movies if they were going to kill him. Yeah. So maybe he'll die in King Dynasty or something. Because they could be foreshadowing his death with the whole, have I killed you before? And oh. the line where he says, I can give you more time. You know, like yeah. maybe they're foreshadowing that he dies. Yeah, that's true. All right, moving on. We did bring up Avengers. Uh, so, some news. Uh, Secret Wars is getting the Loki and Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness director. Uh, writer. Oh, writer. Michael Waldron. Yes, allegedly. Uh, allegedly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, it's a Deadline article, but they never said it was official. Basically, a bunch of other news sources reported on it and then said Deadline originally reported this. And the Deadline article never officially... Like, they're just like, oh, this is probably going to happen. Basically. It says, insiders say that meetings for the job took place last month, and they think that he was the front runner due to how much trust the studio has in the writer. Okay. (laughs) I mean, it would make sense because it it would probably be dealing with a lot of the effects of of Loki and Doctor Strange, right? Yes. Those movies are very multiverse related. So Secret Wars is a multiverse related issue, right? Yes. Literally, Secret Wars is probably going to be the war of timelines that they referenced in Loki. Yes. That's probably what Secret Wars is. Yes. It's that exact war. Yeah. So, this may very well be true. I just wanted it to be known that their reporting is ridiculous. <laughs> because, okay. like, even The Hollywood Reporter has an article where they says they confirmed it. But they didn't say anything else about, like, there was no statement from Marvel. There was no, like, (laughs) they were like, we have confirmed, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. So you can just say that? Like, (laughs) it's weird to me. And then a little bit related, Ant-Man 3 writer Jeff Loveness is going to pen Avengers King Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Uh, This, again, is a insider's comment. Yes. Uh, I think it's T. I think it is the Hollywood Reporter as well. Yes. Uh, but Marvel has not confirmed this. But this would make sense yes. as far as like the logic goes. If Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania is heavily tied to Kang, then no shit, you would probably have them go in with the same creative team for the Kang Dynasty. Yeah. If they're they're presumably directly related. Yeah. To the story. All right, uh, Harrison Ford has reportedly been uh, cast as the role of Thaddeus Ross in Captain America 4. I guess it's New World Order. Yes. Uh, so he will presumably be replacing the late William Hurt in the yeah. role. Since it seems like they're kind of going that route of Red Hulk. Yes. I would imagine... You know, you're not casting someone who's 81 years old with the intent of them doing a lot of heavy... Physical activity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stunt work and all that. Which is mind-blowing that he's that old. I had no idea. So I imagine they got him if they are... If this is true, I think it's it's it seems pretty close to true. I don't know if it's been official, but... It was supposedly confirmed on a podcast called The Hot Mic with John Rocha and Jeff Snyder and... Uh, and also on Slash Film. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, think about it. Like, logically, the only way that he would be okay with this is if they're going to pay him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And he's not going to have to do a shit ton of work yeah. at his age. Yeah. Right? So, 
maybe he's going to have a little bit of a, a screen time as the character. Yeah. And then they're going to go right into Red Hulk. Yeah. That, that's the only thing I could think yeah, of. Yeah, like, that would be... You know, and then logical. maybe he voices the character, otherwise... Yeah. He's out after that. And they, you know, have somebody else do the voice work for the character. Yeah. Maybe he does the... Um, what do they call it? Oh, the face ca- the, uh, the motion facial capture? motion capture. Like yeah. maybe he does that for the character, but probably not. Yeah. All right. And this next one is my good from up above. Okay. That I uh, wanted to hold off on. Okay. I was so wondering. here we go. Okay. There are rumors that Sasha Baron Cohen will be playing. None other than Mephisto and the upcoming Ironheart series. Okay. Uh, the reports are he's going to be the one responsible for giving... Uh, what's the character's name? The the villain character. The Red Hood or whatever his name is. The Hood. Yeah. Uh, his magic powers. Okay. Uh, this yeah, that's por- the Hood. This was reported by the direct. Uh, there's been very mixed opinions about this, but... Um, Further reports are suggesting that this is pretty much a done deal, even to the fact that not only would he show up in that series, that there's supposedly in the works a special presentation for next year's Halloween about Mephisto. Oh, really? That would be funny. So, this is my good. I'm very excited if this is real. Yeah. Um, Also, because it also can confirm that maybe we were not crazy and yeah. WandaVision may have some kind of they Mephisto ties that we just time. never knew. They double told us, which we even yeah. said was possible. Yeah. So, that would be funny. Yeah, it would. And depressing at the same time. <laughs> Alright, some X-Men news. Hugh Jackman is returning as Wolverine in Deadpool 3. Uh, they announced this. They did give a release date. But it was since delayed due to some pause on the Blade film. Yeah. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, but Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman posted a video. Very fun, silly video where they were supposedly telling us the whole plot of how Wolverine is going to come into the universe yeah. and how it makes sense and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, they do this over the song, Wake Me Up Before You Go-Go yeah. by Wham. Yep. And so you don't hear them say shit, but they're just like... Doing a bunch of... Yeah, talking with their hands. Yeah. There's very you know, expressive. Yeah. It'd be fun if somebody was in there and able to like figure out like what they... Yeah, if anybody you know, knows that somebody did. was a lip reader and was like actually recording what they said, please let us know where yeah. we can find that. Because I would love to know what they said. Uh, and I guess it was uh, assured that it won't have any effect on what happened in the movie Logan, which took place in 2029. Yes. Like, of course not. Yeah. It could literally be the same character and it wouldn't matter it because wouldn't matter, yeah. that's five years from where they are on the timeline. Exactly. As far as we know. They just want people to like not freak out and mm-hmm. say that you're reversing anything that happened to Logan. Yeah. I don't actually think it's going to be the same timeline Yeah. Uh, Wolverine. I think it's going to be a different variant of okay. him. Uh, and then we're also told that, I guess Hugh Jackman has said that there will be a classic version of his suit in this film. So nice. we will see him in a legitimate suit at some point. We got the tease in the last Wolverine movie. Yeah. At the end there. All right. Uh, Fantastic Four movie has found its writers, Jeff Kaplan and Ian Springer. I guess that's... like We don't... I guess they, they haven't even written it then? That's crazy to me. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, it got delayed. Yeah. 
All right. Marvel is also apparently turning Armor Wars into a movie instead of a series. This is via the, T- the Hollywood Reporter. The series was still in early development with no directors and a 2023 start date for production. Uh, so the change was reportedly taken to tell the story the right way. Armor Wars at the series remind like sounds like um, people competing to create armor. <laughs> Like a, like a reality show. show. Yeah, like a reality show. Like a competition reality yeah. show. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe just cosplayers making yeah. like the, the best pretty armor Pretty much, they can. yeah. Maybe that's why they decided to make it a movie instead. It actually would be a pretty f- cool show. Yeah. It's like a different theme for each uh, episode. You have to make these type of armors. Oh, yeah. You have to have some kind of like hydraulic fucking yeah. motion in it. Or you have like uh, like um. Uh, is it Top Chef, where you have, like, specific items you have to use in your dish? Yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, you have to use LED lights and this type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch it. I think that would be a kind of a better route, maybe, to turn it into a movie rather than a show. Yeah. I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on how much they're going to get into that storyline. The problem, I feel like, is what they've done with the shows lately is they haven't had, like, a huge direct connection it's been very like filler to the characters and i don't know the budget would be a risk too for disney plus you're gonna like give it a way lower budget than you would have for a movie and maybe they just can't do that with the the source material that they have to show true what this is about um like what's his name war machine and yeah that whole situation roadie yeah roadie okay People get a hold of his tech. Right. And basically becomes a thing where all of his tech is out there in the world and people are using it to make their own variations. And Mm -hmm. it turns into this whole thing of him trying to shut it down and get get the tech back and stop a bunch of chaos. Okay. Haven't heard anything about this in a while, so I kind of like slightly forgot some stuff well they announced that one like back in like the early days of disney plus i feel like when they first announced shows that was one of the first ones and so when i'm hearing that they don't even have a director and they haven't even gonna start production until next year i'm like what i thought that was supposed to be out this like obviously it's not gonna be out this year yeah but i thought it was one of the things that was supposed to be out this year and it was delayed because of the pandemic yeah and so maybe they it was a pandemic delay and they were like you know what Put it on the back burner for now. Yeah. Um, which, our next story. Yeah. On the back Speaking burner. Speaking of back burners. Uh, so Mahershal Ali reportedly upset with Blade production process. Um, Jeff Snyder, a journalist, f- tweeted, I'm not, or I'm told that the current Blade script is roughly 90 pages and features exactly two lackluster action sequences. Mahershal Ali said to be very frustrated with the process. So, this one is another one of those articles where I'm like, I feel like you're reporting something that is not exactly what was said. You have to out of context? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, I don't know for that, I don't know that for sure, but, like, to me it sounds like maybe he's upset with the process of, like, getting the stuff, like, getting everybody's shit together so mm-hmm. that they can, like, continue filming, you know? Like, maybe that's what he's upset about. And now, I guess, it's being misconstrued on some other things not this one but some other outlets are saying Marshall always disappointed with the script mm-hmm. and I'm like well but is that what it means I don't know like it seems very vague well okay so here's what I think that if I remember the timeline correctly 
So this kind of thing came out shortly after, I want to say within a few days, the director stepped out of the project. Mm -hmm. So they have no director as far as we know right now. Yeah. Um, And then Blade has been put on pause indefinitely, according to Marvel. And this has now shifted release dates for other properties because of it. Right. So the position we're in now is... So Blade is now going to be September 6th of 2024. It was previously going to be November 3rd of next year. That's almost a year. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess... Hopefully they find somebody quickly. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I know there was rumors of, um, well, not necessarily rumors, but people uh, vocal that they wanted the director from Werewolf by Nights to take to take over after his, you know, directorial directorial debut okay. with that special presentation. Okay. Uh, but he's, I think, said already that he's busy with other projects that he wouldn't be able to do it interesting but as far as other marvel stuff the untitled deadpool movie which is deadpool 3 as far as we know uh was going to be coming out on september 6th which is the new release for blade and that's been shifted to november 8th of 2024 so we are not going to see that for about two years now um fantastic four was going to be that november 8th slot and now it's february 14th of 2025 so Fantastic Four will now be a Valentine's Day uh, film. I'm okay with that. You know, nothing more romantic than superhero beings having sex. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully there is a sex scene between uh, Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. There probably will be. You just won't be able to see her. Yeah. You're just going to see <laughs> Reed Richards just thrusting. <laughs> Yeah, just, just nude, thrusting up against a wall. Just nude thrusting. Yeah. And it's, yep, she's yep. there. You just yeah. don't see her. Yep. Loophole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And loophole. Yeah. Loophole and loophole. <laughs> All right. Uh, another untitled Marvel movie was going to be that February slot, and it's now November 7th, 2025. What do you think this movie was going to be? Do you, do you have any... I have no idea. Okay. Like I... <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. I don't curious. even have enough information to venture a guess, to be honest. Uh, Secret Wars, the Avengers film that was set for that November slot is now going to be May 1st, 2026. So that sucks that we are getting that delayed. Because mm-hmm. that was going to be a pretty quick turnaround between those two movies, right? So, Because King Dynasty was going to be before this one, right? Secret Wars was the second one. Yeah. So that's going to put a bigger gap between those films now. Mm-hmm. But I guess that also gives them kind of that room to really flesh out what they want to do, potentially, and make it better. True. Uh, and then last, we had a second Marvel movie that was untitled, uh, removed from the schedule. Previously was meant for May 1st, hmm. 2026. So I guess that maybe it's just so out they're like, we're of not the gonna, timeline yeah. for them that they're like, just don't even worry about it right yeah, now. We'll figure it out that's later. That's too far out to plan. Yeah. There has also been rumors um, that they are changing some of these properties into special presentations versus shows or movies that they were going to originally do. Okay. Um, some of the characters that we've heard rumors of, like I said, Mephisto was one. Uh, Silver Surfer is another character that we've heard rumors that that could be something that we should be seeing as a special presentation, uh, which obviously would tie to Fantastic Four, Galactus even. 
yeah. So that would be a big thing if that was a, a reveal for Galactus. Another rumor going around is that Sony is planning a MCU Spider-Man movie. This would be Spider-Man 4 for a 2024 release. I see. So that seems way too early for me. Like I don't I can't imagine that we're really going to see that soon another installment of Spider-Man. It says summer of 2024 is what they're looking at. That's a year and a half from well, I guess that's yeah, it's about a year yeah, and a half, right? It's a year and a half, yeah. A little over a year and a half. So that just doesn't seem like that's possible. Unless they've already been in pre-production. Like, I don't know. Unless it's a secret and they're in pre-production. I don't know how they could possibly still be planning something like that if that's the case. Yeah. Um, also, like, Marvel would have to be a part of this. It couldn't just be a Sony decision, I would think. I don't know, because it's so tied to the MCU now that... Unless the the events of No Way Home was to separate it from the MCU indirectly, it would be weird, I guess, to to have another Spider Man four after the events of what what happened. Yes. Um, unless they plan on tying it into Secret Wars and giving him his black suit or something, I don't know. But I don't know. I'm taking that with a grain of salt for uh, <laughs> or yeah. sand. Is it sand? Salt. It's salt. Yeah. Yeah. One of them grains. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I, I'm not taking a lot to that rumor right now. Uh, let's see. Who was it? Movie Web is reporting this. Okay. As of October 11th. So I don't know if I really believe that one. But, we'll, you know, if we get more information out of that, I guess. All right. Moving on into our reviews. First up, we watched The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. This was on Amazon Prime. Uh, this released... September 1st, and it is a prequel to The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Exact premise is set thousands of years before the events of J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings follows an assembled cast of characters, both familiar and new, as they confront the long-feared reemergence of evil to Middle-earth. Shows developed by J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay. And it's um, it's eight episodes for the first season. Um, I think, was it three episodes that they dropped initially? Or was it, did they just do one? I can't remember now. I feel like there was more than one. But maybe I'm crazy. No, I think they just dropped the one. Okay. I guess I'm crazy. Everybody's doing weird shit now. So it's like hard to keep track. Well, I mean, Amazon does typically drop three. Yeah. With some of their shows. Yeah, it's weird. They're, they don't do it with every show, I've noticed. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure they only had one episode. Okay. At the premiere. All right. Okay, they had two episodes. Okay. I just looked it up on oh, Wikipedia okay. for the release dates of each episode. Got it. Okay. Okay, so okay. we did watch two episodes. So apparently. not entirely crazy. <laughs> There's um, obviously a lot of cast members, so I'm not going to bore everyone with all of the details, but um, we've obviously got Morphid Clark playing um, the younger version of. Galadriel, um, and that's one of the ones that we already knew from the trailer, so... Um, it kind of feels like she's the main character of this does. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. So far, it's definitely, like, based around her. She's in, involved in almost everything that's going on in some way or another. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then we've got a lot of other people going on. But basically, this is a story of what's happening in, uh, like, like you said, however many hundreds or 
thousands of years. Thousands of years. Yeah, thousands I was thinking of years. it was only one thousand, but apparently it's more. I think. Oh yeah, I thought it was one thousand too. Whatever. Anyway, it it's an interesting kind of time period because like with Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, we're used to orcs and uh, all that being like a, a standard enemy, and here it's like they're enemies, but they look a little different, and they definitely they don't seem to be as organized. I think like. They have their bosses or whatever, but they're not all united under one banner. It doesn't yeah, seem... Yeah, they're just yeah. kind of like factions, I guess. Yeah. Um, do you think the way that they looked was more of a be- like limitation to being on a show and them not going full out on cosmetics for the orcs? I mean, not to say the show had bad... right. Um, special effects and and i think actually the way that they look like maybe it is secretly because of that but it also kind of makes sense that they look like this because they are supposedly um like the when we've seen them in lord of the rings and the hobbit they're much more evolved it's been literally thousands of years Mm -hmm. and so they've had time to be doing this like whatever breeding and well in that they're they're Uruku, right? Urukai. There or, are Urukai. there are still orcs in Lord of the Rings as well, okay. but the big beef ones are like Urukai. Yeah. So those are different, but um, even the orcs there are like a little bit more like I don't know gargoyly looking. Like they're very mm-hmm. I don't know. They're just more cosmetic. Gotcha. Exactly. Gotcha. You know, like it's very obvious they're not human. Mm-hmm. And some of these orcs in this series are like. Are you sure you're not just like kind of an ugly elf? You know, like they're they're very, they're still a lot. I think they're reminiscent of their origin, more so because it's an earlier time period. That's what my interpretation was, but it could also just be that it was cheaper. I don't gotcha. know. <laughs> well, and I'm just looking at a practical yeah. standpoint. Like, yeah. I mean, it could be like a narrative reason why they look different, but yeah. I just in my head it was just they just. It's its own thing, and that's yeah. why they looked so slightly different, or yeah, whatever. I feel like they they really took advantage of like them, kind of covering them with you know they they can't be in the the sun, and using that kind of to their advantage to not have to show so much of them at least early on in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like a really funny so that one of the other characters a lot of Lord of the Rings fans might recognize from this like not. I was obviously looking at his face, but from his name, Isildur is one of... He's also, like... He's not... Clearly not, like, the main, main character, but he's obviously, like, heavily focused on for a bit. Yeah, he's related to the Holdor, right? <laughs> what? He's related to the Holdor? No, he's not. <laughs> um, They're of the Dor family. Yeah. You know what's funny is there was, I guess, like, a BuzzFeed article or something, like, Isildur, is he related to Aragorn? It's like... These fucking idiots have, like, never... They've never seen Lord of the Rings, apparently. Because, like, Isildur's one of the main, like, historical figures. Uh, who, I mean, in case anybody listening isn't remembering, he's who we see cut the ring off of Sauron's finger in the Lord of the Rings flashbacks to the origins of this, the One Ring. Um, I mean, that the, can also just be clickbaits. They're just... That's doing true. Doing intentionally stupid yeah. Yeah. headlines so that people will scoff and click on it so they could... Yeah. 
you know. That's true. Judge them that they know more than them. Because that's the whole, like, storyline with Aragorn is that it is revealed he is the heir to Isildur because Isildur was the king of Gondor, I believe. I might. I'm pretty sure it's Gondor. Hmm. And some other place that I can't remember. I'm not, like, the best Lord of the Rings fan. I I love it, but I'm not, like, an encyclopedia like some people. So, Um, but... Uh, like it's a well-known thing in Lord of the Rings that they are related. So I think it's weird that BuzzFeed is like, is he related? But like you said, it's probably just clickbait to make people be like, oh my God, these people are so stupid. I have to see what they had to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they do. Yeah. I didn't, click, like the, I didn't click on it. So. It's like the stupid like game uh, demos oh, you see Oh my God, on, like, yes. Where it's like they, you have to or, match three, and this person's like failing. Yeah, and they're like, like well, I could do that better. Doing it terrible so that you be like, I oh, can do this better than that. Yeah, and so we'll you download it. Download yeah, the game exactly. You're not wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it makes me so angry. I have to resist so hard when I have to watch yeah. those ads. I just like turn the phone away when I'm listen, like letting an ad play. Anyway, um, so he's a character. As soon as they said his name, I was like, oh, that's how this is gonna roll. Like I was not expecting to see him in this series. Um, obviously he's quite young in this and he's nowhere near what he's going to become. So I'm curious if that means that this is going to be like a multi-season, like long-term, like Game of Thrones style situation. I mean, I don't know the exact budget, but I know it's expensive as fuck. And there's no way Amazon was like, well, this is only going to be a one season thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, They they want this to be a long run, right? Yeah. There's no way they, (laughs) they're going to drag this on as long as they can. That's true. But like that said, like, I think... The CGI, the special effects, like everything about this is very high quality. Mm-hmm. Much more than I really expected. And I think better than we've seen anywhere. Yeah, it definitely was pleasantly surprising to see all the different things that they did. Um, it was really, I think, one of the coolest things to see from uh, like Lord of the Rings lore Uh or Tolkien, the Tolkien verse, I guess, if you want to call it that, um, was Numenor because like it's described it, like very like it's this place full of riches and like it's just it's supposed to be this like fantastical really like exactly what they displayed on screen. So that was kind of fun to see. Like a lot of other places like we we've seen or we have an idea what it looks like, but Numenor was one of the ones that it was I don't know I thought it was fun to see. Yeah. That how they put that onto the screen. So. I really had no expectations of this because I don't know the lore outside of the three, mm-hmm. or I guess six movies we got yeah. between The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. But I found myself rather enjoying this. I think they played it semi-safe with like the tropey characters and giving them the same relationships that mm-hmm. at the very least casual fans are familiar with. Yeah. Um, you know, you have a a dwarf who's besties with an elf and they they played it safe to an extent with that stuff. I know there's other aspects of people are are pitchforking over the um you know, castings of certain Yeah. races or whatever. I don't know. But, but there's always that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> but um yeah, I think that it it's been fun. I I was hesitant with them jumping between different groups, but I think they kind of balanced it relatively well. I will say I think the least appealing to me was the hairy the hairy feet 
The hard feet. The hard feet. They're, they they don't called, technically call them hobbits yet, I no. guess. But yeah, they're like ancestors to hobbits, I think. They, yeah. they call themselves hardfoots, yeah. but they're clearly some kind of like migrating species of hobbits. I just kind of took it that they were just a different group of hobbit people, well, but like, I they, guess they just, they don't go by that name yet. It's not and, unreasonable that you thought that because they had very similar names to the hobbits and they're, it and the very similar habits and very similar appearance. Like it's, mm. it's completely reasonable. <laughs> I think that they must be an ancestor to the species that and we call I'm, Hobbit. I'm sure, you know, like people that are really in depth with the literature yeah. and all that stuff know that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, casuals like me, like we're like, oh, that's a Hobbit as I'm drinking my beer on the couch, you know? Yeah. And... <laughs> And when I say it's like my least favorite part of the, the show, I feel I, it, it's not like it was ruining it for me. It was just like I felt like nothing was really happening with that side of the story. Yeah. And it was just kind of there to show us they exist yeah. and introduce another character who people are speculating about. And then it's like... it That was uh, interesting what happened with that character. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was kind of interesting. The, the hard put storyline was like there was so much of it we're not used mm-hmm. to that with these type these like pieces or movies or whatever usually it's like oh here's the hobbits and then we move on and we do other cool stuff but this one we kept coming back to the hobbits yeah. because like other st- or whatever the hard feet and now um, we know why we don't and, need to and now we know why i don't need to because all <laughs> they want to do is eat and like then they're traveling from one place to another because they want to get more food mm-hmm. yeah sure i mean that's fair it's relatable but i don't care watch it i can watch myself yeah. <laughs> Um, and I'm gonna be honest, like all the like various plants and debris in their hair drove me insane. Yeah, that was really. I was like, just annoying. fucking clean your hair. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was so weird. Just shave your head if you're not. Yeah, gonna deal it's with not it necessary. Correctly. You don't need that. So that part was crazy. But like the the reason for going back and visiting them in the story, like I understand it, but it was just like, man, I don't need so much of the hard feet. It, it was. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's one or two of them that you need, and the rest of them are, like, just white noise. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, like, the two main young hard feet characters are, mm-hmm. let's be honest, they were essentially Frodo, Frodo and, and Sam. Sam. 100%. Like, that's yeah. what they were. That's exactly what they were, yeah. Um, it's like a carbon copy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I will say, though, there were characters that I was familiar with through playing... Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War, the the Middle Earth games. Yes. Um, and there's characters that that show up in those games, and uh, they popped up in this. So it was kind of fun for me to actually know somebody. I'm like, oh, I think I get where this is going with that character. Yeah. And, that, and so like being able to kind of weave that a little bit was was fun for me. But at the same time, I'm sure they're not going the exact same route with what those storylines were. Right. Because I don't know how much that's considered canon. But yeah, um, it gave me a, a decent guide to to what to expect. Yeah. Even though I haven't gone back and read The Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit in a while. So, like, I don't remember all the stuff. And I I have this Silmarion. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I have that on Kindle, but I don't think I've read it yet. Or maybe I started it. But anyway... I feel like it was just fun to hear names that I recognize and be like, wait, I know that name. Who is that? You know, and like go and look mm-hmm. it up and be like, oh shit, that's going to be this person. It's That was really fun about this, yeah. in my opinion. One thing I think that was a negative, though, for me was near the end, there were groups of characters that we did kind of follow throughout. And then 
at the end of the season, it just felt like they were just kind of left off. Yeah. The conclusion board. We just stopped seeing them. And yeah. it wasn't like anything good or bad happened to them. It just... We just stopped. You just have to assume you'll see more of them the next season. Yeah. But I guess I kind of wanted to see a little bit more... Like a re- at least a semi-resolution to yeah. some of those things. Yeah, I agree. Or just an acknowledgement of like where where they're headed, I guess. Yeah, even if it, they were like in the middle of like the pit of despair, it's still good to know. Like, oh yeah, that's where they are. Mm. <laughs> but um, it definitely felt like the show didn't go as far as I thought it was going to go as far as the storyline. Like, it really was a much smaller scale uh, setup, I guess, for what I was expecting. Yeah, I also thought that it was going to have more significant movement in the first season it definitely seemed like it was a lot of build-up because of mm-hmm. course it's a prequel so they got to do a little bit more exposition to like teach anyone who has doesn't know the source material who all these people are or whatever they're changing about it potentially mm-hmm. so um i don't know overall i really enjoyed it i think it was fun especially if anybody likes fantasy or like that kind of thing like it's Again, I'm, again, not, like, an encyclopedic Lord of the Rings nerd, but I do love Lord of the Rings, so I really enjoyed it. I think maybe some people that are a little bit more obsessive about it might have problems and pick apart things, Mm -hmm. but I don't typically do that um, with that property because I just enjoy all of it. I think it's fun, so I would recommend it. I would say, for me, it was a large slice it. Yeah, I would agree. Large slice for me. I I think they had some characters that, like, annoyed me, but I think that was just, like, just who the character was not so much that they did the characters wrong right and uh overall i think it was it was fun i am really interested to see how how galadriel goes from uh being some warrior to what she is as far as i am aware in the movies but yeah i i guess we'll get that ride and we'll find out eventually so yeah large slice for me as well all right large slices all around Next up, we watched the uh, special presentation on Disney Plus called Werewolf by Night. This came out on Disney Plus on October 7th. The story for this is by Heather Quinn. It's obviously based on Marvel Comics, um, and it was directed by Michael Giacchino. Um, There's a pretty decent-sized cast in it. Basically, the premise for this was... um, Five monster hunter people were gathered in one at an estate to compete by hunting for a monster to win the Bloodstone, which was recently, which was owned by Ulysses Bloodstone. Um, and after his death, the Bloodstone was supposed to be passed to whoever could win the competition. That's the premise. Mm. And there was all kinds of different situations happening in here. <laughs> one of the competitors was the estranged daughter of Ulysses and Verusa Bloodstone who had called everyone there. And so that was like an awkward drama situation where she like was mad that she came. (laughs) Um, And then you just got all these various hunters that are searching for a monster that's in this big, big Mm -hmm. compound. Yeah. All there just for the power. Just for the power of the Bloodstone. Yeah. Yeah. I actually wasn't, this was not something that I was like really excited for, but I obviously planned to watch it, knowing it was like a, just a one-off presentation thing for Disney Plus. I ended up really enjoying this. I think that it was a lot, lot of fun. I liked the uh, way that they used black and white, and it gave away a really 
uh, old, campy, 1930s yeah. horror type feel to the the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, even the characters and what they did, the special effects on the werewolf in this felt very uh, old school and, and fun. And mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a good time with this. Yeah. Uh, we had some surprises. There was a cameo that like we kind of knew was happening, but like it was a lot bigger of a thing than I thought it was going to be. And so that made it a little bit more fun. Yes. We got introduced to characters that I kind of expect we'll probably see in the future. So that was pretty pretty cool. I didn't blatantly say it. I feel like why else are we kind of introducing yeah. them? Especially when we have other properties that would tie into this kind of a, a genre. Yeah, exactly. It definitely seemed like a good um, medium to introduce some characters that they're thinking about having other properties featuring. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal was the... Like kind of the main character that we were following. I recognized him from the movie Old. Oh, okay. He was the father in that. So this was quite a different <laughs> role yeah, for him. Yeah, I would imagine. Uh, and then Laura Donnelly was the uh, Elsa Bloodstone. So yeah. uh, I feel like they were kind of like the two main Yeah, the story definitely leads of this followed one. them. And, and it kind of was, it was an interesting relationship. Yeah, I recognized her. And the only thing I could think of is... For the only reason why is because I think I watched The Nevers just for like five seconds. I don't even think mm-hmm. I watched a whole episode. I, I might have, but she's in that. And that's okay. the, her most recent thing. But it took me like half of the sh- the movie or whatever to figure out who she was. I had to look it up. It was bothering me. But yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And I, it was what, like 45 minutes? It wasn't even that long of a thing. But somehow it felt like it was more than an episode of a show. Yeah, it was 53 minutes. Oh, 53 so, minutes. Yeah. Okay, so it was closer to an hour. Yeah. It did, um, it was probably because it was like really late at night and I felt kind of tired when we were watching it. So it did feel, feel longer than it was to mm. me. Um, I do think there were some interesting things they did with the monster that they're pursuing. Mm-hmm. That was fun. I'm not going to spoil it, but I think they just did something interesting yeah. with that as well as... Um, when you find out why it's called Werewolf by Night, that was like, a, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I also thought it was interesting that, like, this felt like there was a lot more gore, I guess, graphic nature to it than you typically see in Marvel. Yes. And I think they were able to really manipulate that and get away with it a little bit and still feel like it's not too violent because. Yes. Of the black and white nature. Yeah, it's interesting making so it I like that vintage. Was a, a clever way of of getting away with showing blood, but not really showing. But blood. in a vintage way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah very true. Uh, this one was not my huge, like not my best cup of tea. So I'm gonna say it was just a slice. It. Okay. Um, I think maybe if I was less tired when I watched it, I might have enjoyed it more. But I think it was. It was interesting, and I enjoyed watching it, but it wasn't anything super exciting. I'll say a large slice it for me. I think it was solid. I think it was a nice change-up from the formula that we typically get. That's fair. You're starting to see people kind of complain about. Um, I think it got me more excited for just these kind of presentations in general. Um but also for some of these characters to kind of see if they will like expand and show up elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, for future properties, because I yeah. think that would be fun to see them, even if it's just like a cameo and something. 
That's true. Just to yeah. kind of tie it together a little bit more. That's a good point. I think maybe if I see more of these characters later down the road, it will be more interesting to me. But overall, yeah. Yeah, definitely worth a watch uh, for the Halloween season. Agreed. Yeah. All right. So speaking of Halloween, we have another Halloween uh, feature here for people to check out if they want to. Maybe. Depending on how we, how we review it, I suppose. Uh, Spirit Halloween, the movie. This came out... September 30th, with plenty of time for everyone to check it out. Um, and I think it came out in theaters, potentially, it just not It seemed ours. like it was extremely limited, because yeah. I know it had come out in theaters, but nowhere near us we, I could find. So I ended up having to, to well, I bought it on digital for like $10. Okay, yep, it uh, says... Because it was like that, or, or rent it for 6 and I was like, I'll just buy it, I guess. Yeah. It says it was released in theater September 30th, and then it was released video on demand October 11th. So they probably took it out of theaters by that point. I guess. Yeah. It just seemed weird because like, I felt like this was something that was logically going to be a theater movie yeah. right before the holiday. But um, it does feel like it was a lot lower budget than I expected it to be. Yeah. But they did have some familiar uh, known actors in it, so I was kind of surprised. True, true. Uh, really quick before we get into it, though, we've got... So it was written by Billy Bates and directed by David Pogue. Um, and the general idea of or premise of the movie is these young boys are who are clearly going through puberty <laughs> are having, like, an adventure that they're trying to, like, do something cool for Halloween that's, like, not childish. And so mm-hmm. they basically are like, we're going to go spend the night in this spirit Halloween store. I don't know why they thought that was cool, but whatever. That's the point. Well, it, it feels like there's this whole divide between their little trio group of they're on that line of going into high school Mm -hmm. and one of them's like we're too old for this the other ones are like what this is what we do for fun yeah and so like there's there's clearly a divide yes and their mentality of like how they want to i guess grow Mm -hmm. and and what they want to start doing for halloween and um i feel like they gave a really heavy Stranger Things kind of vibe. Very, the, yeah. At the very least, the first they, season of the show. And, yeah. Um, it felt kind of like they were really just trying to use that formula to kind of piggyback this story. Yeah. Um, was... But unfortunately for me, it didn't really work very well. No. <laughs> the lines were really cheesy. Yeah. Uh, even like this, the characters were just very st- stereotypical of the ones from Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It just, everything was just nonsense in this. Um we're supposed to feel threatened by these like entities that are like coming to life in the yeah. store, yeah, uh, but it's... chasing them down. But like, they're all made of rubber, yeah. And I'm so like, like this guy's scary. got like a chainsaw, and like I'm like, oh, okay, it's still plastic, yeah, it's still it's rubber, still not a real chainsaw. I don't though. like get the the, <laughs> you know, it didn't really draw me in. So like, if they really leaned into like a more cheesy kind of feel, I could get it. But like, I felt like they were trying to make it felt like a hallmark. Yes. Halloween movie. Yeah, a Hallmark Halloween version of their terrible Christmas movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, the Hallmark quality of trying to scare you. Yes, that is accurate. Um, but like you said, there's some some heavy hitters in this. We had Christopher Lloyd, who played um, this old guy, mm-hmm. old rich guy, essentially, who was a dick and mm-hmm. then caused problems. 
Uh, and then Rachel Lee Cook was even in this. She played the, bo- the mo- one of the boys' moms. Yeah. See, the only thing is, I feel like she was really useless in this. 100%, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like they wanted to just cast somebody that was, like, familiar to people. Yeah. But, like, I felt like the character had no real significant purpose to this movie other than just to, like, add another 20 minutes onto the, the runtime. Right. Yeah. Did you know that she was the voice of Tifa Lockhart in the Final Fantasy series? I did not. In the remake, I assume? Couldn't possibly I, be the original. Uh, starting, oh, the English version of the film, Final Fantasy Seven. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, Advent Children? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. Random. I impress you there? A little bit, yeah. So, <laughs> what are you doing after this? Uh, just hanging around here. Yeah. <laughs> It's my house. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it feels like maybe they just like cast someone who would get name recognition for people to bring their kids to. I honestly only know her from <laughs> She's All That or whatever it was. Um, Pussycat Dolls or whatever. Uh, Not, I don't yeah. know that one. Uh, was it that the right thing though? She's All That? Josie, Josie and the Pussycats. Not jo- Pussycat Dolls. That's a band. <laughs> Never mind. That was all the same. Yeah. Wasn't Josie and the Pussycats a band? Yes, but it was a movie about the band. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, She's All That and The Babysitter's Club. Okay, yeah, I don't know those other ones. Yeah. I don't, why do I, why is she so well known? It doesn't seem like she's in a whole lot of stuff. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, oh, I guess it's just not all listed in the beginning of her stuff. Anyway, um, yeah, I feel like the, there was very low stakes in any of this. Because yeah. it was like... I'm supposed to be scared. Like, why are they scared? It's like a rubber yeah. skeleton that this, you know. And they give, I think, the, the lead kid, like, all this, like, baggage backstory. <laughs> yeah, so that's much like, baggage. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. And, like, I get that you're trying to give him something that he has to overcome. But, yeah. like, I don't care. It's not helpful. I don't care. Yeah. It just, it, it was very disappointing. And I get why it was not... <laughs> majority in theaters yeah for real um so yeah for me this was a burn it to be honest same um i'm actually surprised we lasted the whole thing well i mean the only reason is because you bought it probably i I mean yeah (laughs) trust me when i have kids i'm gonna force them to watch it when i'm in the other room when you're in the other room i get my money's worth (laughs) they'll be too young and stupid to realize it's not good yeah that's true and then they'll resent me when they're older yeah but it'll be too late because I won't care. <laughs> yeah. Still. Still, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't necessarily... I think it's clear we don't recommend that you watch it, but yeah. now you know. <laughs> it was, Honestly, it wasn't even the low-budget nature of it. Like, I can handle that if it works well and it has yeah. charm behind it. But yeah. this just felt like they... And they probably did. It felt like they literally just filmed in a spirit Halloween store. Literally, yeah. Um... And things that just didn't make sense were like, when they, f- it, it's not like there was any actual reason why they were in the Halloween store. They were just like, we're just going to sneak in before they close and then we're just going to spend Halloween inside the store. Yeah. Like that's not. Oh, so the premise is you're just going to be a fucking criminal you're for no gonna reason? You're just going to trespass? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> What's the logic behind this? Yeah. So I don't know. It just, it felt like there was no quality story here. Yeah. And that's what I needed to, like, make up for the lackluster visual, I guess, yeah. quality. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, this was definitely a, a burn it for me. 
I had no spirit for yeah. this Halloween. Yeah. I was also annoyed that when I went to go search for notes on this, I had to specifically put the movie <laughs> because it wouldn't let me find it. I mean, to be <laughs> fair, that seems like that's like an obvious that it would be mistaken for the like, No, I mean, the it's, chain. it's not unreasonable, but it just pissed me off. Okay. <laughs> Further pissed me off that yeah. I had to put extra effort into searching to, about it. <laughs> no wonder this movie sucked. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move on. Yes. Hellraiser. I actually watched this alone. He did not care. That is true. He did not. Uh, he did don't. not want to embark on the journey of. I didn't want to raise raising hell. hell. Yeah. All right. Hellraiser released on Hulu on October seventh, and it is not necessarily a reboot, but just I guess a continuation of the franchise. Uh, it was directed by David Bruckner, and with the screenplay by Ben Collins and Luke Piotrowski. The main character is a young girl who's essentially a drug addict played by Odessa Azian. Okay. And the basic premise of this one is she basically stumbles across this puzzle box Mm -hmm. um, device, which is known throughout the franchise, Mm -hmm. uh, unknowingly messes with it and kind of triggers a cycle of these what they call cenobites i think yeah cenobites huh okay they are a fictional extra dimensional being uh seemingly demonic and they uh are very uh evil (laughs) by nature got it they uh so essentially she gets this box unlocks the evil within it and then uh it affects her friends a group of her friends and stuff, and she's got to find a way to reverse the damage that's been done. Okay. Uh, and there's more to it than that, but, you know, it's it kind of your same tropey group of people have to escape the, the main, evil main evil entity. Got and, it. Okay. Um, very gory. Bummer. Yeah. So <laughs> I was watching this like, yeah, she probably wouldn't have liked this. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Yeah, um, just the creatures are like I call them creatures. The Cenobites, whatever. They're they're very unique looking, and I think they did a good job at keeping that style that they've had throughout the different movies. But one thing I feel like is what didn't really work for me is I kind of feel like this movie treats it like you kind of need to know about them already to really get a grasp of what their whole deal is so they the don't movie... they just kind of throw them in there and you just kind of like oh okay so they're here to like reap souls essentially or whatever yeah. it's like they don't really explain what they're doing and why they're doing it it's mm-hmm. just kind of more of a okay this is where we are and yeah and just kind of accept it <laughs> so it's it's safe to say this movie is more for like people who are already familiar with the the hellraiser stuff um Yes, but I, they do kind of try to give you, like, a, a basic summary of what's going on. Like, the, the general picture of it. But, like, as far as, like, the Cenobites themselves, they don't really give you, like, much exploration into what their deal is. Okay. Just more so the process of what the box does. Okay. The puzzle. It takes different shapes, which I think is kind of a newer thing, unless that's something I've never seen before. I'm really only familiar with, like, the first two movies. There's been a bunch of them since then. Okay. But 
the first one was really just the character which we all know as Pinhead, which is the yeah. main Cenobite in this, uh, which they changed up a bit, but they don't really even get into that. So I guess it's just kind of a take it for what it is thing. Okay. There, I think they call that character the the Hell Priest. Sorry, the Hell Priest. They call that one the Hell Priest in this movie, okay. not not Pinhead. Got it. Um, no, I I had fun <laughs> with it. Like- Pinhead sounds like you're like, oh, you're an idiot. You yeah, know, like. I guess it's like you don't take that name seriously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had fun with this one, but like, I don't know it. It felt a bit predictable and just kind of it's. It was more just like the wow factor of the gore. I feel like they they kind of relied on than the story itself. Yeah. Um, it was fine. I would say it's 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 a slice. It. Okay. I mean, if you're looking to, like, expand on the, the Hellraiser uh, franchise, I don't think it really does anything more than you've probably already got from the other movies, but, like, it's a more modern, like, take on it, and you'll get the same kills, I guess. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> that you're expecting. Well, I don't regret not watching it. <laughs> well, it's not too late. No. It is. Just uh, make sure you don't uh, mess with any puzzle boxes that... Uh, left around the house i won't although you do have a puzzle box you're right (laughs) be a shame if it were to be left somewhere for you to solve (laughs) (laughs) okay um we there is something i did watch with you called don't worry darling this came out in theaters september 23rd and it is a psychological thriller that was directed by olivia wilde um, the screenplay was written by Katie Silberman, and it was a story by that Katie Silberman wrote with Carrie and Shane Van Dyke. It was also produced by Olivia Wilde. She's all over it. Um, it's got Florence Pugh in it and Harry Styles, which is crazy to me because, like, I still associate with him with One Direction, but he's in like actual. Didn't even know he was in One Direction. Now. Yeah, that's where he came up. Like, that's where he he appeared. He was in One Direction, and now so he's like... So they're not a thing then, I assume? I don't... I think they broke up. I don't know. Yeah, they took multiple they directions. They took multiple directions, and then they were like, well, that's against your contract, yeah. so... Well, yeah. <laughs> can't use this name anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he had like a... He's got like a solo whatever music career, I think, still. So it's really surprising to me to see him in like serious roles, mm-hmm. because I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> You're like a little boy band guy. <laughs> Um, so the general premise of this is there's a, you're, you're following the main character and a housewife who is living, living in a company town. It's clearly this little town that's run by the company that all the men work at. And it's very like 1950s. Um, I think it's fifties, maybe sixties. Yeah. It's around that time. Yeah. Yeah, It's. Has a very uh, retro, very. nuclear family kind yes. of tone to it. Yes, and all the men go work at this one place, and then the weird thing about it is like nobody's allowed to go past this like line for the, like you just have to stay inside the lines. Mm-hmm. It's so there's like obviously something sketchy is happening because they're not going to let you go past it. Um, and oh, also Olivia Wilde's in this too. She's kind of like a bit, fairly large supporting role, I suppose. Um, yeah, she's like a best friend i guess yes yeah 
Um, and Chris Pine is, I believe he's like the boss of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gemma Chan is in this. She plays his wife. There's mm-hmm. a lot of big names here. So yeah, oh, yeah. it was. It's an all star cast. All star, yeah. And Nick Kroll, which was really crazy to me to see him as like a serious, uh, serious role. I feel like he wasn't like the comedic. Yeah, he was definitely. He was a smaller role. Yeah, but it yeah, wasn't you huge. You could tell but... that he was more of a serious character. Right, he wasn't there to be the comic relief. So that was interesting to see. Um, This was very... uh, It was kind of like Pleasantville vibes, but way more like thriller, kind of trippy. Like there were some things going on where Mm. it was like you couldn't tell if Florence Pugh's character was hallucinating or like there were things going on with her. You could see them in the trailer too where like shit's going down and then she... It's like you knew there was a twist, but you like Like, the whole time you're trying to figure out what it is is and where is it. Yeah. (laughs) And it really sucks you in because there's a lot of mystery with this one. Yeah. And uh, every time that they kind of introduce something that you think is like giving you more information, it actually, in my opinion, made it like more complicated Uh, to to decipher. Did you... Okay, so I need to know. Did you expect what happened at the... Is that what you thought was going to (sighs) be? I expected to an extent it was slightly different than I thought it would be. Okay. But it was similar to what I... Okay. I was not expecting it. So. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind. I was like, oh. Okay. I like completely reversed a bunch of things in my mm-hmm. head that I was going for. So. Yeah. Acting was amazing in this Absolutely. Show, right? Yeah. I, I think... Florence Pugh is like, every time I see her on screen, I'm just like, oh my god, are you single? <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, just every character. Like, it's hard not to fall in love with her characters. Like, yeah. She's just always so freaking amazing in her roles. Yeah, yeah. Like, you you just truly believe she's this character. Yeah. She's always the same. You see her, she always looks the same. Yeah. But she just makes the character so believable. Yeah. And I just, I think she's amazing at her. I think it's interesting. Transcend the characters. Yeah, I think it's very interesting that she is almost like. I feel like she's like the opposite of typecast. Like, you can put her in any role and she Mm -hmm. becomes that, like you're saying. Mm. So it's not like. um, Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. The guy that plays Buster Bluth in Arrested Development, the one with the hook hand. Oh, yeah. So, like, almost every role that he's cast in, he's like the goofy, kind of dumb guy. What a random okay well i'm, I'm i i know why okay it's just <laughs> well so in almost everything he's in he plays that same kind of like oh i don't know what's going on character mm-hmm. and so there's also like female actresses that like they're cast as the same thing and everything they're in yeah but i feel like she's in so many different things as different various wildly different characters i think it's really cool to see that she's able to uh avoid getting boxed in yeah yeah I guess it's like the, the opposite of Chloe Grace Moretz. There you go. Yeah, that's a better example. She's always the like, girls get it done yeah. character. <laughs> with a baby. Yeah, with a baby. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I really did enjoy this one. Um, I, As far as the, like, the story goes, I feel like it had a pretty heavy feminist tone to it that I feel like I get why it's there. You know, I get that. I don't I To me, I feel like it could have been the same story without having that. Yeah, I, I agree. The When everything comes out, it's 
Like it's, within the context, it could have been the same situation, but like give variety as to yeah. why each you know situation, why it's like that for everybody. Yes, I agree that that could have been the case. But I, I hope I'm not giving this away. I don't I, think so. I'm I'm kind of being careful <laughs> listening, trying to figure out if you're giving it away. I think yeah. I think it's still not spoilers. I think that it's the feminist message is heavy because it's Olivia Wilde. Yeah, and yeah. I kind of took that into consideration. I was like, I get, like, it's her. Yeah. She wants this message. I get yeah. it. I get, where, I get where you're coming from. I think I was okay with it, but I'm a woman, so. Yeah. You're biased <laughs> by nature. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was a good movie. I thought the acting was great. Everybody showed up. Like, you really felt for the characters, like, on both sides, right? Whether you felt like they were, like, the good or the bad guy, whatever perspective you're you're in, it worked. I wanted more resolution after the whole shit goes mm-hmm. crazy. Like, I wanted I say more. I too, yeah. I get yeah. that. That was the really the only problem I had with it was I mm. wanted more at the end. Yeah. So, for me, I would say it's a dissected. Okay. Large slice for me. I figured. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> had I been a woman... <laughs> Who knows? All right. And finally, we checked out Black Adam. I mean, I wasn't checking him out. I, I mean, I was. Okay. <laughs> Again, because you're a woman. But, and then before I get into the movie, I feel like this was one of the worst movie theater experiences that we've ex- that we've had, probably. <laughs> Nowhere near one of no? the worst. Okay. I disagree. Uh, I guess I'm wrong. Annoying for sure, but nowhere near the war. It was so bad. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. Black Adam is a superhero film, obviously, uh, and it dropped October 21st in the U.S. And it was written by Adam Stichel, Rory Haynes, and Sorab Noshirvani, based on characters from DC, obviously. Um, and it was directed by Jaume Colit Sarah. I have absolutely no idea if I'm pronouncing these right, so I apologize if I've butchered the names. Um, and of course, it stars good old Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Um, I'll have to say, he was definitely the rock of this film. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, and then this is just essentially an, an origin. Or like an introduction to the character Black Adam for the DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably consider it like a spinoff to Shazam. True. Yeah. Um, I guess not really. I don't Like this was an... I, I feel like this was announced like 15 years ago. Like a yeah, very seems long like time ago. Yeah. That it was supposedly in production and like it was like a will they or won't they actually make this? And yeah. Here we are. Finally. <laughs> it's It's here. It's out. Uh, it's like a new wave, I guess, for the DCEU. I, yes. I think Dwayne Johnson's kind of been marketing it like essentially a reboot. Yeah. The new phase of the DCEU and, and like... The Shazam-verse. <laughs> well, it would be the Black Adam-verse. Well... By that logic, right? Because he'd be like the staple of it. Yeah, but like he even says Shazam. Yeah, which I never really understood. Yeah. <laughs> But, well, I mean, I understand why, but yeah. like. It, yeah, it's, I was just being. Yeah. yeah. He, he should be like, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds close enough, right? <laughs> but yeah. No, okay, so uh, this one was not getting good reviews. It, 
seemed like mm-hmm. before we uh, saw it. Yeah. So I wasn't really going in with like a huge uh, expectation of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will have to say though, I think I actually really did enjoy this a lot more than I thought I would, just based off the initial reactions to it. Certainly better than Wonder Woman 1984. If we're <laughs> gonna put a label on, is that hard to do? Though? On ranking them. Yeah. <laughs> I th- okay, so like I think there was bad things about this one. The mm-hmm. dialogue was really cheesy. So cheesy. Really bad at times. Yeah. I guess as far as good or bad, depending how you look at it, Dwayne Johnson doesn't really play anybody other than himself. Yeah. When like, I mean, that's what he is in all of his roles. Yeah, though, right? he's always like, he's his just, character. He's, he's him. Yeah. And whether you like that or not he's... is going to determine how you feel about that movie. Exactly. Dwayne um, Johnson is playing Dwayne Johnson as yes. Black Adam. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing Dwayne Johnson cosplaying Black Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like I think it worked perfectly fine for the film. You, you know, like they tried to give him this relationship with a child to like yeah. kind of give that like banter of um fish out of water him like learning the the way the the world is now and yeah. and him I, not getting it and I did kind of get like some uh like uh Drax the Destroyer vibes from some of his lines Okay, I could see that. Like yeah. there's like something about like oh did they not have doors whenever you like back then and mm-hmm. he's like of course not uh, of course he did. That's how we entered rooms or Yeah, whatever. or like, him learning what sarcasm was yes. or whatever. Yeah, yeah like yeah. it Yeah. So, I don't know if they're doing that because that was, like, successful or if it's just a coincidence. Well, know. everything about this movie, like, I, you know, I'm not familiar with Black Adam specifically mm-hmm. in the comics. But, like, just kind of based off Marvel characters and stuff that we've been seeing, it did kind of feel like they tried, as far as I'm aware, unless this is just how the characters are. Yeah. It did feel like they tried to kind of give them those roles of what we've seen with the Marvel characters, mm-hmm. like uh, Hawkman, for example, in this. Yeah. Like, to me, he just came off as, like, a Tony Stark meets Black Panther yes. type character. Yeah. Like, really high-tech, I guess really just more Black Panther, because he just had, like, a really high-tech suit. Yeah, but also at the same time, he had, like, the attitude of Tony Stark. Like, I'm hot shit. And, like, yeah, he did. You he know, did have that he personality. He had the, like, cocky personality of yeah. Iron Man. So, yeah. so, I think that's probably subliminally what you were thinking of. Yeah, it just, <laughs> like, I don't know. And for all I know, that's how the character is in the comics and stuff. But, like, to me, it felt like they were trying to just kind of get those stereotypes that they know have worked for yeah. Marvel. Yeah. Um, you know, you have this, like, the, I don't what was Atomic something atomic Adam whatever Smasher? Adam Smasher yeah, yeah sorry see I don't even know his name was like <laughs> he, he was, was like this goofy he was probably one of the weakest points for me yeah. where I felt like his lines were just really stupid so, so dumb yeah. um he didn't do much he was really just I guess intended to be comedic relief but I he really wasn't it was funny cringy yeah, yeah. it was really <laughs> eye-rolling and um and I say that is not a Gen Z yeah so. and so like I <laughs> I don't know. And I feel like they were trying to give off like Ant-Man meets yes. Deadpool vibes with yeah, him. And it yeah. just wasn't working for me. Yeah. It was really weird. Um, so like there was characters that sucked to me. But like I think Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam worked enough that like I'd like to see more. I did like Hawkman and um, Pierce Brosnan as 
Doctor Fate was was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan's Doctor Fate was really fucking. Like cool. I thought that what they did with like his character and like the way he used his powers and stuff, I thought was it really was really creative cool. and, yeah. and interesting. They had some weird choices with like music at the times, but like whatever, it was yeah. fine. Um, yeah. As far as the story itself, it was pretty. I feel like basic. I am a little, like, confused how they're like, going to go about, like, as far as the DCEU overall with, like, how they in, uh, incorporated these characters into this. And it's, like, how, like, we didn't really know how they existed until now. But, like, I guess we'll just have to see how they go about that or if it's just going to be, like, just whatever. They're here now. Yeah. Type thing. But, um, yeah, I think this was fun enough. I think it was the action and the... I guess more adult tone to this one. It really, yeah. you know, he's ripping limbs off people and beating the shit out of them and yeah, he was not electrocuting people and like there was like no apologies about it, right? No. With him. And yeah. I think that was like a very interesting direction to go with a character that's deemed well, I guess he's an anti hero, but like, you know, he's in this a character that's like looked up to by this kid at the very least. Yes. And he's, <laughs> there was some of the like cheesy lines that I still were, was okay with. Like, some of them were. Yeah. But then yeah. like they'd overuse them. I yes. felt like, uh, yeah. I think it was like one joke they used like probably five times by the end of the, the film. Was it his tagline or whatever? Yeah. Okay. I think like okay. they, they overdid that joke. Yeah. I mean, it did work by the end. By the end like, it was good. The middle section was like, okay, okay, we get where you're going yeah. with this. Can yeah. we just get to the joke <laughs> yeah. actually ending? Yeah. I think it was it was a fun DCEU film. I think that it gets me hopeful for the future. We got some really cool reveals with this film. Yes. Uh, and a lot to be excited for in the future, I think. Yeah, so, and uh, if you haven't seen it yet and you're going to go see it, make sure you stay for the end credits scene. Yep. I also wanted to say that I feel like um, the Cyclone character, the way that she moved and her powers were really fucking cool. I just thought that it was like really pretty and like it, she was always doing some kind of like graceful, like f- artfully moving thing. Like mm. it, it was, it was interesting to see someone with powers that weren't just like, I'm going to smash you. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was cool that it seemed very artistic, I guess, in away okay yeah i thought it was fun yeah it was like cool colors and shit i liked it yeah i'd say for this was a large slice up for me i agree i i think it was a a good time i don't think there was anything spectacular about it but i think it's a solid film for dc yeah and i think it's something that you could just enjoy as a blockbuster hit you know i agree it's definitely worth checking out yeah hopefully don't get people who talk through the entire movie behind you though so yeah Hopefully. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our reviews. Hell yeah. A lot of stuff we saw recently. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll have even more for next week. Always. More Halloween-themed stuff, of course. Yeah, Halloween-ish. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it for our movies and television. Yeah. If you're enjoying the show, please take a few seconds out of your day to go rate or review us on whatever podcast service you're using to help get us out there. Um Follow us on the social medias. We've got all of them. Twitter is at DTFpod. Instagram is Dissecting This Fiction. Facebook is Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. And 
We've also got a website, dtfcast.com. If you forget all of those, if you can remember that, we've got links on there. And we, you can also send us an email directly if you ever have content requests or suggestions to dtfpod at gmail.com. All right, let's get into some of our gaming news, huh? We have actually a lot of releases, I would say. We have some releases we'll get into, and then there's some news. But first, got to plug myself. Okay. That came out very different than I thought it would. Yeah, it, it was a little weird. Okay. <laughs> I would like to do a plug for my Twitch stream. Got to plug myself. <laughs> that could have been... Black Adam's catchphrase. Yeah, good. <laughs> you should. Got, gotta plug myself and then kill somebody. Yeah. All right. Let's get past that uh, awkward uh, yeah. transition, moving, huh? Moving on. <laughs> so I Twitch stream. Uh, Classy Cat Dad is my title. Yeah. I am the number one sticky killer in Halo Infinite if you care to watch. That's where I'll be. I uh, also play other games. Currently, I've been playing some Resident Evil. And I am also playing a game called House of Ashes, which is a part of the Dark Pictures Anthology. I'll probably get into that a little bit later. But, um, yeah, come join along if you are interested to watch me Twitch stream. Come chat, have some fun. Just wanted to let people know that that does exist. All right, let's get into some of our releases Xbox and Game Pass, a game called Scorn, has come out as of the 14th. Uh, I did try this out a little bit. I spent about 45 minutes on this game. So far, I'm pretty disappointed. Didn't get much done in it, so I am not very enthusiastic to go back, but I will probably go back to it. It it feels like it's like mist, but with a very heavy alien theme to it. And when I say alien, I mean like xenomorphs. The Alien franchise, Ridley Scott. Gotcha. That kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's very heavy puzzle-based and not very hand-holding. So uh, you'll probably be distracted for a while trying to figure out how to get through the beginning, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, but that is there if you want to check it out. It is on Game Pass. You don't have to pay for it. Uh, Second Extinction is getting to be officially launched instead of being in its game preview that it's been for a while. And that's on the 20th. This is a game I would like to go back to for us. Okay. This is the dinosaurs, uh, genetically modified dinosaurs, whatever, in a... Oh, yeah. You're in a party, whatever, shooter game that you have to, like, do quests or whatever. Yeah. I'd like to get back into this game now that it's going to be officially released. Yeah. Uh, for PlayStation and PlayStation Plus, as of ten eighteen, they are getting the medium for PS five on. That's if you have the extra tier, which is a game that I played a long time ago. I think it was about the time I think that the Series X came out, maybe a couple years then. But uh, it's now on PlayStation, and uh, I think it's a great game. Very Silent Hill heavy themes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting game mechanics. Not like amazing graphics, but uh, it's solid at times. Mm-hmm. And I think people should check it out. Uh, GTA Vice City Definitive Edition is also going to be available for people who have PlayStation Extra. That's probably one of the best GTA games in the franchise, if you ask me. Is it? Oh, okay. And, um, so 
I would probably go check that out myself uh, since it's the definitive edition. Hopefully it's uh, got some improvements. Yeah. As far as Switch goes, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope came out on the 20th. For people who are into that style of game, I played the first one, wasn't really into it. Bayonetta 3 is out on the 28th. That's a game that everyone's been looking forward to, I would say. It's been (laughs) on the radar for Switch owners for many years now, and it's finally getting released. All right. As far as multi-platform, we have a bunch of games. Overwatch 2 came out on the 4th. That is free to play for anybody, so you don't have to go buy it. And it's on all consoles, obviously. Nice. Because why not get more money? Of course, yeah. Uh, Dragon Ball The Breakers came out on the 14th. People who are into the Dragon Ball franchise. NHL 23 came out on the 14th. For the hockey fans out there, that will be me. Yeah. A Plague Tale Requiem came out on the 18th, and that is also on Game Pass. It's the sequel to A Plague Tale uh, Innocence, I believe. Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't get to finish that one. Oh, bummer. So I'm like, do I hold off from playing the new one until I get to finish the first one? Do I look it up and then just jump into this one? Or do I just jump into this one? Anyways. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed comes out on the eight, or came out on the 18th, and that's also on Game Pass. Nice. Yeah, so I'll definitely be checking that game out. Uh, Gotham Knights came out on the 21st. This is oh, right. the Batman universe where you play as Nightwing, Batgirl, Red, Red Hood. Hood, or Robin. Yeah. And Batman is dead in this world, so uh-huh. you gotta... Pick up the slack. Seen mixed reviews on this one, but um, I'll probably check it out if it, if it hits sale. I'm, I don't know if I want to buy it full price right now. Yeah, yeah. A lot of stuff coming. I out. saw a really cool. Uh, there was like a the pre-order pack or whatever mm-hmm. it has like an awesome. It's I wouldn't. I guess, I guess it's a statue, but it's got like all of the characters on it. Mm-hmm. It's really cool looking. Oh yeah, well, that was probably like what, a few hundred dollars. For oh, that? I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, New Tales from the Borderlands came out on the 21st. That is just a, like, telltale type Borderlands story. That explains a lot. I've been getting, like, constant, like, tweet notifications from fucking Gearbox. Oh. (laughs) Now I understand. Okay. Okay. I'm like, somehow Twitter figured out how to start giving me notifications again. I'm like, I don't need this shit all day at work. I gotta turn it off. (laughs) Resident Evil Village has gone gold for their uh basically their complete edition uh and it's including the winter dlc and we'll have access to resident evil verse the the reverse what the hell they're calling it the multiplayer thing got it and this is all going to be available on the 28th um so this was very misleading because i thought when they were announced that they were going to be making more dlc for some reason i had it in my head that that was free dlc Oh. But the Winter's DLC is actually $20. Okay. So, I'm kind of bummed to hear that. Yeah. Because I was expecting there to be some kind of not paying for it. <laughs> right. Some kind of not paying situation for Situation going yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> and that didn't work out in my favor. Yeah. Um. So, I'll have to decide on that That's after I see how it goes with other people's uh, yeah. reviews on it. 
Um, Modern Warfare 2 comes out on the 28th. That's obviously a big title for people. Uh, you do not need to get it if you're going to play Warzone exclusively. Remember that. it That comes out in November. Mm-hmm. And it's a free-to-play game. So it's not like the uh, first Modern Warfare where they kind of tied in Warzone with it. Yeah. It's a separate entity. Yeah. All right. Uh, there was one delay. Uh, Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals was delayed to the next year. Uh, so sorry for those who have been waiting for it. Okay. Bummer. Yep. <laughs> but there's plenty of stuff to play. Yeah. We got more stuff coming up in the next couple months, too. Yeah, it's so. holiday season, so yeah. it's going to start getting fucking real crazy up yep. in here. <laughs> Y'all going to make us lose our mind. Yep. Up in here. Lose our bank accounts. Up in here. Lose, up our, in here. <laughs> lose our cash. Up in here. All right. Uh, some news. Google is officially shutting down Stadia. Oh, how sad that escalated quickly <laughs> not surprising though because yeah. like google always abandons stuff if it doesn't get a very quick success within a few years right they really do so the service will close on january 18th of 2023 but players can still play until that date how long did it last like not very long uh, right? i don't even know maybe, maybe a, a couple year? years okay i guess it's i feel long. like it came out around the time that the new consoles did right did it? oh yeah Maybe you're probably right yeah I it feel hasn't like it been came like out. that short of time but like it's okay. short enough that like it sucks for the people that <laughs> invested i guess yeah but they do have some good news here so a quote that google gave is we're grateful to the dedicated stadia players that have been with us from the start we will be refunding all stadia hardware purchases made through the google store and all game and add-on content purchases made through the Stadia store. Wow. So That's impressive. As long as you didn't buy a third party, that's pretty generous. That's really generous. It just kind of shows how much money Google has. Yeah, it they're just like matter. fucking Scrooge McDuck. They're like, whatever, here. Diving into their pit of gold. So basically just people got to play that shit for free if yeah. they... As long as they went they through Google qualify store. for this Yeah, uh, you know refund. that's fucking gonna... They're trying to get people to buy stuff directly from them. Because, like, mm-hmm. people well, hear that, they're going to be like, well... Plus, it's good PR for them, right? Exactly, Because it yeah. makes them look like they... They were the benevolent ...care about, you know, yeah. it's a positive out of the negative. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it was getting a, it's getting a little ridiculous there for a minute. Like, I feel like everybody was like, I'm going to create a game console. I was like, take well, it's down interesting. Well, I mean, this was obviously based around uh, streaming, yeah. right? Yeah, Which is interesting because then that just kind of makes... Game Pass look even more powerful now, right? Yeah, it does. That that takes out a competition right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that makes it a little bit harder for, I would say, Sony mm-hmm. to compete. Yeah, that's true. Because their streaming isn't, isn't the best at the moment. Yeah. As far as uh, Sony's uh, tech is going. Yeah. yeah. I know that they've invested in some companies, so we'll see, but... yeah. Um, and then who knows what Amazon's doing with their Luna. I don't know if that's gotten no better idea. or not, but it hasn't been great when we've tried it out. Yeah. All right. Overwatch 2 launched recently, as we uh, established in our new releases. Mm-hmm. It is a free-to-play format, but unfortunately it has been hit with multiple DDoS attacks. What? So according to Blizzard, to, to Blizzard President Mike Ibarra and Game Director Aaron Keller... 
We are steadily making progress on the server issues and stability, as well as working through a second DDoS attack. We're all hands on deck and will continue to work throughout the night. Thank you for your patience. We'll share more info as it becomes available. So what's a DDoS attack? Um, <laughs> so from what I understand is basically it's something to do with the servers. Basically, from what I get, people can infiltrate a server and basically shut it down so that they... Oh, distributed denial of service. Is that what it is then? Yeah, yeah. I just didn't know what it stood for. But yeah, it's like So basically... they have less server usage available for all of the people trying to play at the launch of the game. Yes. Um, I don't know why somebody would want to do that, but... Just to be a dick? I guess. Yeah. I mean, the, why does anybody... Why do any hackers do the things they do? <laughs> so, um, I think it's gotten better since. I was able to play, uh, I think, within the last... Like, the first couple nights of its release. But they did have issues, and I don't know if that's game-related or if that was something to do with this, but mm. they did have issues with the um, like friend invite stuff, not appearing for people and stuff, and yeah. saying that you were... Connected. And was that like the uh, like the Blizzard integration part? Yes. Okay. That part was a mess, as far as I could tell. Okay. Um. Yeah, they, they had me sign up for it, and I was like, I thought I already had this, and then yeah. it was like I had to make a new one, and then I had to link it to, I think my Xbox account. Yeah. It was a whole thing, mm-hmm. and then it was saying that my friends weren't online, and I'm like, I'm literally talking to them right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it went through this thing where it said it had to like. Uh, confirm my integration of my blizzard to my xbox or whatever okay and it was like showing like you're seven thousand in line and then like it would go down relatively fast and Uh by the time it got down to zero it would just jump back up to a high number and then go back down again what and it just kept doing that over and over so eventually i think i was the next next time i jumped on the game it was it was fine fine but like it was just like i don't know what's going on yeah um, we got to really play weird. eventually, but it was a headache for people. Yeah. You know, and some of them were on PC, so it was just like, it was different for everybody. And they're like, right. well, it's this for me and go to this setting thing. Like, well, I'm on Xbox. And yeah. <laughs> How were you talking? Like on Discord or? Through party chat. Party chat. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I guess. Because you could still PC have it on Xbox still... okay. or on uh, PC. Got it, got it. Okay. But Discord is a thing that's that's uh, you can use. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's what I was asking. Okay. Because <laughs> right. I've never used... Glad it. that we uh, <laughs> are both aware. I've never used the voice chat or whatever the fuck on there, but I was just I've never curious. done it either. Okay. But I'm I'm willing to try it out. Yeah. If, it, if it's beneficial. Yeah. All right. Um, moving on. Need for Speed Unbound has been revealed by EA. It's going to arrive in December and utilize next gen with a 4K and 60 frames per second. In a open world called Lakeshore. Okay. Uh, will include an offline single player mode and cross play for people that like one or the other. Sweet. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Do you like to drive alone and just kind of think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without actually driving? Yeah. <laughs> Save gas. Yeah. Gas is too expensive. You gotta do it on a video game. Man, I get could it. Could you imagine? Has that been in a game? Have they ever done that in a video game? What? Gas prices? Like in like a racing... Not necessarily a racing, but like a game where you drive a lot. Like, do you think that that would be a thing that they'd ever do where 
you know, you have yeah. money and then you have to pay for gas every once in a while and the, the price can go up and down in the game and like oh, wow. it can affect your wallet in the game based off That's, how much you drive. I, I hate that. Don't tell EA. Okay. <laughs> it's like microtransactions. Yeah. You're like paying yeah. real dollars to yeah. drive in the, in the game. <laughs> yeah. Somehow EA is going to get a hold of that. Yeah. <laughs> We'll burn this podcast as soon as we put it up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll upload it, and then we'll do a DDoS attack on it. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Instead of just not uploading Your it. Your move, EA. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. Where are we at? Where are we at? Speaking of EA. <laughs> motive. Oh, right. Thank you. They do have motive. Yeah. To take more money from us. <laughs> EA Motive has announced a single-player action-adventure Iron Man game in early development. Ooh. Well, You're going to have to stop at gas stations and and (laughs) charge your suit. You're going to have to charge your suit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even though it's theoretically... uh, Oh, no. you got to replace your arc reactor. Yeah. That's money. (laughs) (laughs) Microtransactions. Yeah. You can buy a bulk of them for a thousand. Yeah. Uh, so it's a studio that is currently working on Dead Space Remake. Uh, EA Bioware has was also behind the Anthem title uh, that had the Iron Man like mechanics. Yeah, so that's a you know we've kind of talked about this before. <laughs> like it would make sense if they use this. Got to deal with uh, Disney. Yeah. To do an Iron Man game. Yep. You know, and I'm sure that's what they did. They were like, how can we not waste? All the money we put into this game. Yeah. And use it, you know, put these assets into something else. Yeah. And, and rebound that profit. Yeah, that exactly. We lost. So here we are. That's what they're doing. Hopefully yep. it's good and out soon. Yep. All right. And on the topic of Marvel, Miles Morales. This is the PlayStation game. It's coming to PC November 18th. Wait, what? Yep. <laughs> so Sony is slowly putting their shit on... Uh, PC now. Eventually, we're not going to have exclusives and people can shut the fuck up. Yeah. In the meantime... <laughs> actually, this is kind of cool. Uh, so, the, the first Spider-Man game has already been on PC, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Venom and a Wolverine mod in the in that game that people have made. And it actually looks really fucking cool. I just want to share that. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm almost like... I'm like tempted to like... See if, if it's cheap enough, buy that game. Just so you can do Learn that. how to get those mods and then yeah. just play on a controller on my PC. Yeah, I mean, it's possible. Like, I don't have to have the best possible, like, graphics, you know? Just, like, enjoy the experience in, like, a different, you know, way. Yeah. With different characters and stuff. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Sony, a remaster of Horizon Zero Dawn is reportedly in the works. This is according to... VGC. Uh, they said accessibility features, graphic mods, and quality of life improvements to the gameplay itself. In a sense, it appears to improve the original to the added upgrades of Horizon Forbidden West. So it sounds like they're potentially doing what um, we saw with The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. They came out with The Last of Us 2 with their improvements, and then they go, okay. Now let's put those mechanics into this original game, but then we'll put it on PS5. Yeah. With better graphics. So, sounds like that's what they're doing if this is real. 
Uh, and it also says alongside the news of this remake remaster, the reports also claim that Guerrilla Games is hard at work on a Horizon multiplayer game for PS5 and PC. Which I could see. Yeah. I would like. Would that be like a like a MMO? Do you think? Do you mm-hmm. think it's like just like a a battle open world battle game? <sighs> That's a good question. I want it to be like a like a GTA, but like back then, you know, like in this universe, you know, like you do missions together and like. I don't know whatever like raids and stuff yeah like like yeah. take out like big take out big enemies like the, or th- like, the thunder jaw and stuff like that yeah 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 or like go into like a location to get something and you could choose stealth or mow everybody down like that kind of shit so like maybe you could have like teammates that all have different types of yeah like maybe you have characters. teammates that have different like fighting style or whatever yeah, yeah, that's yeah what I'm saying. That kind like, of like the stealth yeah you yeah. could have the uh, like the heavy, yes, stuff like that. Yeah, you could have one that's like more can more easily control the like mechanical beast situations. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we should probably sell these ideas. Yeah, to we should. Yeah, just take that, take all that out. Well, okay. what does DDOS this shit remember? <laughs> right. All right, man. We got a lot of Sony news, don't we? I mean, literally, the rest of it is just Sony. We're 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 almost done. We're, <laughs> this is it. We're almost done. Uh, Sony has a 400% increase uh, in PS5s shipped according to a data from September with a bulk seemingly set for the the God of War launch this holiday season. Uh, This was senior analyst David Gibson who shared it on Twitter. So pretty much sounds like they've got more quantity of consoles being produced than they did before, Mm -hmm. but they're hoarding them for the holiday time Mm. to release them. Okay. Meaning they're all God of War bundled of consoles. Yeah, yeah. So they're creating a false shortage right now. <laughs> well, they're probably still releasing more than they were before, but yeah. they are holding on to what they can for... The rush. The the holiday rush, exactly. Yeah, that makes to, sense. They make high profits for the, the Christmas purchases. Yeah. All right. Uh, and our last story, not necessarily a good one for Sony, unfortunately. Uh, currently, PlayStation Star's loyalty program offers better customer service as a reward in Japan. So, um, somebody was on Twitter. I don't actually have the name of the person, unfortunately. But somebody on social media said, when contacting PlayStation customer support, you'll be given priority in the chat order. It says, customers with a fourth tier will receive priority support. So, the way it works is... The reward list requires users to first buy four games from the PlayStation Store and earn 128 rare trophies. So, basically, you have to hmm. spend money to go up on the tiers so it's, of their program. It's literally rewarding you spending it's, money it's with their... In a sense, pay to win. Yes. In the sense customer of service. customer service. I mean... I don't, I'm not entirely against that. Like, if you're paying, it, it makes sense as a, from a business standpoint. I mean, I guess it's like any other company where they have, like, yeah. higher tier like, loyalty programs that, like, clearly get you better service. Yeah, but it's like... Like airlines when we go and they're yes. like, we want to have a special thank you to our uh, first class people. Members, and it's yeah. like, oh, sorry that we're not as good as them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like any kind of business where they give you perks for spending a lot of money with them. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. They don't want you to yeah. be pissed off and stop spending money with them. I mean, I was with Best Buy. I had, like, 
spent so much money at one point on appliances and stuff that mm-hmm. um, I was on like their highest tier yeah. for their reward thing. Yeah. It doesn't sound like they do that anymore, but as long as you kept spending X amount of money a year, mm-hmm. you, you would keep, keep it. that status. Yeah. And I don't know if I even had that much money being spent at yeah, a certain point. Yeah, but they point, didn't but bump just, you down for a I long didn't time. I did lose it for a while, yeah. so I don't know how it was. Basically, works. I think you kept it until they got rid of it. <laughs> no, I probably lost it before that. Okay, well, whatever. But um, but yeah, I I see the logic in doing this, but it does kind of suck for people that like can't afford to go buy games every month or yeah. But know, and then mean, they have a legitimate issue. Like I'm, I mean, it's not saying that they aren't going to get support. It just means they're potentially going to have to wait longer on hold than yeah. somebody who called. Five minutes ago. Right. Because they bought a couple more games, you know. Yeah, that's true. Last week. Yeah, that's true. But this is all based in Japan, so who knows? It could be different with regions. It could be something that they like, okay, maybe this isn't the best approach and maybe they'll change it. Like, Mm -hmm. who knows? So Yeah. uh, But I guess something to look out for for people who are part of the, the STARS loyalty program. Yeah. I actually got a... um. I got like a notification of a reward for the that program already, like a really like a like a little 3D statue thing from okay uh, Astro's Playground or whatever. Oh, Astro's Playroom. Playroom. Nice. It's like something like that, and I was like, because I played a game or something, and I'm I had already whatever been a part of that thing, mm-hmm. signed up for it. Yeah. Anyways, that's all for our news. All right. Um, like I said earlier, uh, I was pl- I've been playing House of Ashes. I just started that last night. If anyone's interested, I'll be on Twitch playing that. Uh, I think I think I'm about halfway done with it. But you know, the the, the videos will be there if you uh, catch me after I've already played it. I'll probably review that later on after I finish it. But, Sounds uh, good. It's you know a horror based game, so I thought why not for Halloween? Yeah, that makes sense. All right, that's it then. Yep, that's right. our episode. Hell yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. Don't forget to leave us a rating or review on your podcast service of choice. I would really appreciate that. You can follow us on all the social medias. We've got all of them. Twitter, at DTFpod. Instagram, Dissecting This Fiction. Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast. And you can even check out our website. We have a listing of all of our episodes and links to all of our social medias, DTFcast.com. And you can send us an email directly if you ever have a content request or suggestion for us. It's DTFpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to plug yourself. Yeah. (laughs) That's it for episode 125 of Dissecting This Fiction. Yep. (laughs) Bye-bye.